The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Like a grain of sand that wants to be a rolling stone, I want to be the man I'm not and have the things I really haven't got, and that's a lot. The Late Night Alternative, I'm Ian Lee, who are you? Catherine Boyle. Sam is answering the phones. Plenty to talk about. As promised, they are making a bread movie. Who would you cast in the roles of the lovable Scousers? Uh, I can't remember any of the cast of bread. I remember Joey. Mm. Greetings. And I remember the Aveline. Aveline? Yeah. There were two Avalines. There were two Avalines. Um, and wasn't there one, wasn't it a guy called Jonathan Morris? Wasn't he Adrian? Uh, he was Adrian the poet. Yeah. There was... I sort of had a little crush on him, but I thought he was to. a knobhead at the same time. He was a knobhead in real life. Oh. Uh, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I kind of, I, I kind of, I, kind of, I mean, it, we, so much has happened this evening. Primarily, I've seen an amazing documentary about the amazing Jonathan. You might remember we talked about an amazing Jonathan documentary six months ago, if mm-hmm. that. Yeah. There's a second one out, right? And someone, I tweeted, I went and saw it tonight with my sister. Thank you, Joe, for um, taking me. Uh, and there was a Q&A afterwards with Louis through, which I can only stick around for a bit of. Um, 
And I tweeted I'd seen it, and someone went, oh, surely it's just going to be the same as the first one. I went, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Thing is, I can't really say anything about it, because of spoilers, because it is... Um, for, for those who get my film references, right, big fans of the uh, Mr. Rogers documentary, documentary, not the movie, you still can't buy that on DVD or Blu-ray in this country, and at the same time as that, we saw a film called Three Identical Strangers, and I said that was packed with surprises, right, I think in Three Identical Strangers there are fa- five plot twists yeah. where you go, whoa! Um, all of which would make a good film. Yeah, 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 yeah. In this, the second amazing Jonathan documentary, I'm going to say there are eight moments where it spins on an axis and you're there going, oh my God, uh, me and my sister were so tense. All the, those who don't know, amazing Jonathan is this American comedian and magician and um, uh, b- big star in Las Vegas, played over here a few times uh, and then was diagnosed with this rare heart condition that was, was going to kill him. Um, and th- th- there was a documentary that was, is excellent and is free and is on YouTube and I thoroughly recommend it. And then there's this one. It's, and this one is called The Amazing Jonathan Documentary. I can't say anything about it. I can't say anything about it because it's amazing. I know Dave, who phones us occasionally, was at there as well. He's going to give us a call tonight and we're probably going to speak in, um, backslang, pig, uh, pig Latin. Um, uh, and, and try not to reveal anything. It's now on the hot play. Yeah, exactly. It was, it, uh, it, 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 it was some film. It was some film. Um, but also, I guess we kind of, I, I, I'd forgotten that the debate was on tonight. The, um, the, what's in their names? Uh, Boris Johnson and Jeremy Corbyn. Those are the gentlemen. I, I think it's criminal that, um, uh, Joe Swinson wasn't there. I think, I think, she should definitely have been there. It seems obvious to me. Um, but it was, it was these two, um, gentlemen, shall we say. Look at me treading my, choosing my language carefully. Um, and I had the benefit, in inverted commas, of hearing some of it on the radio as I drove in to work this evening and seeing some of it on the television. Now there is a famous, the, the, the moment that television took over politics, it, it, it took over from radio in terms of politics, was the um, debate in hmm, 1962 between Kennedy and Nixon. I don't know what year that was, actually. I've got no, maybe it was 60. Anyway, there was a debate between Kennedy and Nixon, and it was the first time that television was used hugely for an American presidential race. And it's, uh, was it 1960? Uh, I don't know. Okay. And it was... Yes. Thank you very much indeed. Ego nicely strokes. Yes. Uh, And it was, it's famous because um, afterwards, as they do, as they did tonight, they always do polls to see who won, right? And the people listening to it on the radio said that Nixon won. And the people watching it on television said that Kennedy ah, won. right. Because on the television, Nixon was sweating a lot. He's a very sweaty man. Very, very sweaty man. And he was sweating a lot and he looked uncomfortable. And sweating is, is kind of a sign of a liar. And also, Kennedy's charismatic. Beautiful, young, handsome. Yeah. But, you know, so, so, so the, the listeners on the radio thought that, that Nixon had the gravitas mm-hmm. and that he took control of it and won. And everyone, who, the, the majority of people who saw it on the television said that, um, uh, that Nixon did terribly and that, that Kennedy won. And, and it wasn't quite as substantial gap as that. But, tell you the thing that I noticed when I 
watch this on the television, right? What was going on with Corbyn's glasses? Did you see his glasses? I didn't see, I Did heard Did you see it. his glasses? It was the weirdest thing. He's got similar glasses to me, right? Which I'm having to wear more and more. And, um, they were like on the, the piss a little bit or something. The glasses. And so, you looked at oh, him. I see, yeah. The right eye you couldn't see. One of the eyes you couldn't see because it was sort of... Now, either his glasses are slightly wonky or he has a wonky face and surprisingly because boris johnson is normally quite scruffy he's one of, he's, he's like me when i put on a suit i'm smart for 10 minutes and then i'm scruffy i'm all crumpled and he actually looked pretty smart for a johnson on the debate but but what was going on with corbyn's glasses i mean i don't think that's going to make or break the uh, the old general election I'll tell you something though it's what all the papers are talking about is it no is it really Oh no! Oh no, that's what we've become! That's what we've become! And, and, you know, and you can trace this back to that uh, Nixon-Kennedy uh, debate, but that, if that's what all the papers are going to be tomorrow... I was listening on the radio, <laughs> and so I didn't exactly. get any of that. Exactly, and I didn't get it until I came in and saw the last 15 minutes on the telly. But, here are my thoughts on it, and we're going to... Don't, don't, don't worry, don't switch off, we're going to do the funny stuff. We're casting the movie of Bread for crying out loud. Come on, bear with me. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Here's the thing, right? I don't think it works as a format. It's not. It's not entertaining, right? It, it, it was dull. It was really dull in the way that it was set up. Um, but also I didn't learn anything about the politics. It's that, it's that whole thing of, of of they were both doing sound bites. I mean, Johnson kept trying to bring it back to, to Brexit. Every answer could bring it back to Brexit. That's obviously the message that he wants to get home. And Corbyn sounded very, I think he's a very, he's a very dull speaker. You know, he's got that kind of very monotone, very sorks like that, very concerned. Now, what he may be sa- what he's saying may be excellent, right? Maybe. But in this era when it is sound bites and it's personality to be talking like that and it, it just doesn't give it any oomph, really. Didn't give it anything. And I, and I didn't think the answers, the, the format, right? The format. I don't know how long they had. Did they have like 45 seconds per answer or something? It felt like they were forever being told to wind it up and ignore it. Miss Boyle, Miss Boyle, I'm good, Miss Boyle. I'll finish Ms. with Boyle, what I'm, I I'm was going, going to, to say. To, and that was it. That was the whole thing. That was the whole thing was uh, Julie Etchingham telling Boris Johnson to be quiet and him carrying on. I didn't learn anything. And, and Corbyn didn't well. I didn't learn, personally, I don't, I didn't learn anything. It, it, it didn't advance my political knowledge in any way on either party. I, it so here's the question, and I'm going to ask a question about this, and you're welcome to call in about this, and then throw in um, who you'd like to see in the bread movie, and other stuff. Oh, we got other stuff. You know the rules, guys. You can phone in about absolutely anything. 0344 499 My question is, has anybody's mind changed by that debate. Now, you re- I, I don't really watch these things because I find them tedious, but you mentioned the only time that the political debates in this country on TV, mm-hmm. which is sort of a fairly recent invention here, when had any was, impact. Yes, when someone was surprised, and uh, we all know how it ended, but at the time, everyone went, oh. Mm. Is when Dame, uh, uh, Dame um, uh, Vera Lynn did it. No, <laughs> no. Dame Edna I Everage. agree with Nick. Nick Do you Nick. remember that? That Nick. night yeah. where both sides, both of the quote-unquote you know, the opposition party yeah. and the leader, the leader before that, were both kind of aligning themselves with the, um, 
with oh, Nick Clegg. I wonder if, I mean, I know that the, the Lib Dems have significantly less seats now than, uh, well, I don't actually know. They had, they've got less seats now than they had when Nick Clegg did those debates. And then they won loads, right? But it could be argued that the Lib Dems are in a pretty strong position for this general election. Could be argued that. But I wonder if that was one of the conditions that the, the Johnson and Corbyn said, yeah, we'll do it, but we don't want her. We don't want her in there, you, just in case there's that magic touch. Here's the question, right? Has anybody's mind changed? Surely it, 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 everybody will just go, well, if you believed in Boris Johnson before, you go, well, yeah, he's proved, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Well, and if you're a Corbyn fan, well, well yeah, no, he's just, he's, um, he's, no one's going to go, hmm, well, I was thinking, you know, I've, I've been a lifelong Labour, but Boris Johnson really, really, really swung at home. Or vice versa, no one's going to change their mind. Are they? I think the country is so divided at the moment that everyone's already picked sides, haven't they? There are some floaters, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine! Catherine, please. I don't know whether anyone's going to be surprised by what they heard tonight. 03444991000. We're throwing it out there. We know we don't normally do this stuff, but we're we're putting it out there and, and maybe some of you will buy it. The question around that debate is, have you, have you changed your mind? Uh, it, and it's weird to put that out, because I think the answer is going to be no. I can't believe anyone is going to phone up and go, yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, no, I was um, I was going to go left, but now I'm thinking to go... I don't think anybody's going to do that. It doesn't change anybody's mind. And you kind of wonder, what's the point? What's the point of them, really? And why? And why? Here's a question. Why is the media, kind of include myself in that, but sort of looking from the outside... Why has the whole media got a massive boner about that debate? Because I could have told you beforehand it was going to be quite dull, right? And, oh, what a surprise, I was proved right. But everybody's got... My theory? Yes? That's about engaging people who haven't been engaged already. Orgaged. Orgaged. Engorged. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what it is. Right. You know, I think that's what it is. It's people that, they're reaching out to people who don't read newspapers. Yes. But then why would, why they'd sit down to watch a leaders debate, I don't know. Here's the thing. This, this show, this show right now, this second on talk radio with Ian and Kath, is hemorrhaging listeners because we're talking about it. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? It's a weird old thing. The whole night isn't going to be about that. I absolutely promise you. And and if we do talk about it, it's going to be completely, completely, completely in our way. So just trust us, guys. Just trust us on this. Uh, So we've got that. Is anyone going to change their opinion? We're going to cast the uh, movie of bread. And also, this film I saw tonight, I found it so powerful. I would like your stories, please, about uh, cinema, performance, plays, something that has touched you deep inside Catherine please uh, artistically because this film today just made me think what a what a world what a world can I throw it in go oh, yeah sure when was the last time you fell over oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand we'll get that story after this the late night alternative with Ian Lee unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on talk radio I think we're going to have a strange one tonight. I think we're going to struggle to get phone calls. Here is why I think that. Firstly, the switchboard is empty, which it never is at 20 past 10 for us. Never. Never is. Um, 
and, and I, I give you my thoughts on this, my honest thoughts on this, I think my opening monologue there will have, will have caused some people to switch off. I get it. I get it. Because people listen to this show a lot because they don't want politics. We're not really doing politics. But like I said a couple of months ago, there's going to be a little bit of compromise on both sides. And I'm cool with the compromise. Kathy's cool with the compromise. And we hope you will be too. You know, when we, we will have to touch big news stories, yeah. but we will do it in our own way. Yeah. And what we won't be doing is, sorry, we're not taking any calls on anything else no. for the next hour like, you know, most other shows so do. So I think the opening monologue will have lost to some of our listeners. It's fair enough. It's fair enough. I also think, with the greatest respect to James Whale, I think James's show before us will have lost a lot of listeners. Um, not because of James. I thought James did very, very well to make something half decent out of an hour of, was it an hour of the debate? Hour, hour and a half? Out of an hour of not really a lot going on. That's a tough gig to get three hours of radio out of not a lot. He was squeezing that um, sponge dry. And I do think a lot of people will have will switched off. And it makes me wonder, we, we kind of mentioned this the other day, who, who decides the news? Who decides the news, right? So who decides the, 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 the debate, and it wasn't even really a debate, between two party leaders dominates Everything. Domine, dominus, dominus sanctus. That dominates everything. You know, it seems a strange old world that that becomes a big thing. I don't know. 0344 499 Now, Catherine, we laughed. We chuckled at your little tease before the break. But that, that tease is hinged in sadness, isn't it? And I, I, I was wondering if you could share your sad story with us, please. Are you going to put sad music on? Of course I am. Are you going to put comical falling over music? Uh, of course I am, but you carry on. Fell over, innit? I went to get... <sighs> I went to use the microwaves in the public area of the canteen and put my stuff in there, sorted it out, so having a chat with Ian. Mm -hmm. He went on ahead to get the knives and forks. I was holding a plate full of meatballs and spaghetti. Very messy. Very red. Very messy, very sloppy dinner on a plate. There. At one point, I dropped my fork. I swore I picked it up again. And then... About two steps further on, I just went for a complete burden. Well, I was ahead and of you. And I put you. my boob in my meatballs. Wearing a pink silk blouse. Boobs, one half boobs of it, and meatballs. One I've seen round that movie. orange boob. I had to go in the. Thankfully, I'm wearing a camisole top underneath. So I went oh, into the bathroom. Lads, we're getting all the information tonight. Whipped the old shirt off, and had to wash it in the sink. Put it on damp, having tried to dry it off. We haven't got hand blasters in the in our, in our sink. We've on, in our toilets. We've only got. I, I had a hand blaster last night. <laughs> the cats weren't in the room. <laughs> We've only got paper towels. That's a callback. So I'm there blotting my blouse, which by that point, because it's a silk blouse, everything was, it was just soaking wet. I had to put it on wet. I've done that before as well. Um, Horrible. And I think I bruised my elbow and my knee. Well, here's where I'm nice. Um, everyone in the canteen was asking how you were. Is she all right? And I did the age-old gesture of miming a drink. <laughs> Thanks saying, very much, mate. Saying, it's, it's an issue, and we know about it. But then, <laughs> because you dropped some of your meatballs on the floor... You scraped them up and gave them back to me. No. I ate those ones, and I put my balls on your spaghetti. Oh. Um, yeah. I know you meant...
went well, but I'm not sure how I feel about that. Okay, well, I just thought it was a helpful... You should have told me your balls were on there before I put it in my mouth. You seem to be enjoying it at the time. You asked if there were any second helpings. Now I've got a really sour taste. I've got a big smile on my face. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Danny. Ah, oh, hello, you two. Oh, Danny. Right, I've got three things for. Hey. Eh? Yeah. Hello. I've yes. got three things for you if you want them. Yes. Right. First of all, which which order do you want them? Do you want the sleeping problem? Do you want the bread situation? I don't care. Do you want them you know them. <laughs> Tell me in them in the order that you think will be most effective for the listener. Can I offer some assistance mm. from a production Go point on, of view? Then. Do the yeah. important one first, because you might get caught before you get to the third <laughs> you one. You might get caught before you do the first oh. one, the way this is going. <laughs> I'll do the funny one first. Last time I fell over, I knocked myself out. <gasps> I was getting off the toilet. I put my hand, my left hand... You weren't hand engaged in an activity with James Whale, were you, in, in the woods? Whoa, cheeky boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miss James! Uh, Miss James! Uh. <laughs> Thank you, darling. <laughs> He's not saying no. Um, <laughs> He's not, is he? Uh, <laughs> I put my left hand on the, the toilet and my right hand on my chair and yeah. as I pushed up to transfer onto my chair, the toilet seat snapped, Ooh. I fell off the toilet, Ooh. knocked myself out on the floor Ooh. and my daughter come running in from her bedroom into the bathroom to see what was up and all she saw was me winking at her with my brown eye. <laughs> oh my God. You, what a terrible <laughs> phrase to describe your beanhole. That is awful. Well, that has mentally scarred her for life. I enough. bet it has. Therapy is required. Daniel, Danielson. What here's, <laughs> here's, right, here's a story that I've been meaning to do for ages, and now I can do it. Right? Please don't let it be involving your bean hole. Okay. What was your <laughs> second point, Danny? No, no. <laughs> right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right, Danny. Yes. Describe your toilet seat. Um, well, now the government giving me a £5,000 toilet that I can't use properly, but before that, it's just a normal round one. Right. A white one. Right, 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 right. Now describe a toilet seat, and think hard about this, right, before you answer. Normal round one, right? Now describe a toilet yeah. seat in a public toilet. It is held on by two of the thinnest pieces of metal, yep. and it is the size for a three-year-old child. What? Well, no, you're going to school. That's that's a primary school, not a public toilet. Oh, yeah, public toilet. Catherine. Absolutely awful. Shut your face. Slightest bit of weight, and they'll move. You, it sounds like you've got quite a bit of weight. You, you're bugging up your own toilet. Oh, but think about the I'm seat. A monkey. Think about the seat, the bit that your beautiful, firm buttocks rest on. It's not round, is it? No! It's, uh, it's pointy at the end. Yes, it's not round. It's not round. It's, it's like a U. So I'm going to draw it for Catherine. Yep. That's a normal one. And that is a public one. They're why do they do it? There's no room to tuck, is there? I'm going to tell you why they is do it. Is so it you don't get comfortable? Oh, well, I've got the story here. Oh. If you spend your days... Oh, hang on, I've got, I've got a Sharpie. Stop that, stop oh. that, stop that, stop that! Stop no, it! No, come in! Come in! Come in! Oh, you oh, don't need that! Oh, oh, oh. I sniffed a Sharpie. Oh, Miss Jens! Miss Jens! Miss Jens! Miss Jens! Miss <laughs> it does. Oh, it does. If you spend your days wondering why the toilet seats in public bathrooms yep. are different to the ones in your home, like me and Danny have, have been wondering. They're very different from the ones in mine. We have the answer you've been longing for. Catherine's has got spikes on it because she's kinky. No. 
They haven't. Upstairs, silver glitter. Downstairs, blue glitter. That's not the seat. That's the <laughs> cover of the seat. We're talking about the seat. It's a seat as well. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know she was Fancy. Rich. Fancy Fanny. Public toilets often have a gap in the seat resembling the letter U. Yet the toilet seats at home go all the way round. And it's completely understandable if it's been giving you sleepless nights. Luckily for the tens of... This story is a little bit sarcastic, but I'm going to carry on. Luckily for the tens of people asking the question around the world, there is now a definitive answer. The gap in the seat is all down to uh, hygiene and comes from the United States of America. I bet I know. Tell me then, go on. So um, we don't get a man's balls on there. No, if a, if a man doesn't flip the seat, it doesn't matter, he won't wee on it. But aren't you, your balls held back by your willy? Depends, depends what your positioning my is, ball, apparently. My, 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 the other day I was at my boy's house, right, and I went to use the toilet. <laughs> this is just, I'm embarrassed to say this. Right. Ian. Uh, you don't have to say it. I do have to say it. I went to the toilet, right? And I went to the toilet, and I looked at the toilet, and I went, Boys! Boys! It's one of you just done a wee! And my eldest went, yeah, I have. I said, right. Quite a big wee, wasn't it? He said, yeah, how do you know? I said, you didn't lift the seat up! It just peed all over the seat! <gasps> all over the, the lid of the seat! Wow. So it just peeing, just on plastic! Gosh, you must be thinking of something really important. It's designed to give the user a bit more room to reduce the chance of you touching the seat with your genitals and gives one less place for urine to splash. The U-shape is also meant to make it easier for women to wipe without coming into contact with the toilet, according to Line Simnick, the Senior Vice President of Co-Development at the International Association of Plumbing and Mechanical Officials. I, uh... In yet another benefit, the seats are cheaper to produce and makes them less likely to get stolen, because it will be totally mortifying if if someone came round your house and you had a U-shaped seat and not a full donut. Um, uh, there you go. Right, that's, 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 that story's been sat on my computer for weeks and was not worth Lovely. the paper it was printed on. <laughs> right, Danny, yes, point two. Yeah. Um, the, the bread thing. Yes. I would we- have all of the McCann's playing all of the parts. <laughs> <laughs> Danny! Danny's been listening. Danny's been listening. And oh, Danny, boy. Yes? All of your listeners, you know, we listen all the time. We never turn off. Oh. Oh, no matter what you do, talk about, we all listen. Oh, I didn't know that, Danny. Thank you. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I, um, I want to give you a hug. Well, don't, because we listen more when it's just cash. Okay. 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 Feel the burn. Feel the burn and do it anyway. It's got to hurt. Good evening, Paul. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, 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 bum rush the show. How's it going, man? I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. What are you doing there? I'll be back. I'm doing uh, Arnie, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. This time, who said you could eat my cookie? Oh, <laughs> I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Who said Get you to could? the chopper. Hey! <laughs> you win, you win. Who said you could eat my cookie? You know that line? Look at Oh, hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> what was that music? That was a beautiful bit of music. Oh, that was right. There you go. Here we go. Whack this up. Whack this up. Oh, oh, excuse me, but your wife's cookies are out of this world. What a, 
Who told you you can eat my cookies? <laughs> <laughs> my cookies. But he doesn't say it right. He doesn't my, my cookies. He doesn't say it right. Who told you I can eat my cookies? My cookies. Who told you you can eat my cookies? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Paul. One of my is Commando. Commando is an awesome film, but his daughter in that is called Jenny, and he can't even say Jenny. No. He calls her Jenny. 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 You got to wonder. He's very did, well considered. Did he get? Did like did a dumbbell? Dumbbell. Dumbbell. Did a Dumbledore fall on his head when he was in the gym in Austria back in the day? Did a did a dumbbell fall on his head back in the gym? Let's take it. Go again. Did a, an edit point there. You've got to ask. And you go ask, did a dumbbell fall on his head back in the day in the gym in Austria? Good one. That'll do. That's, yeah. a, that's the one we'll use. We'll use that one. Anyway, Paul, uh, what can I do for you now, Paul? Uh, well, I watched about 20 minutes of the, uh, the leaders' debate this evening. Um, I, I don't know whether I'll bother watching the rest, to be honest, because it was all the same thing, just repeated every question. It was just covering the same ground. Um, but the, my point is, is, like, I don't understand why we have leaders' debates and stuff on TV during election time anyway, because we're not voting for those unless you're living in wherever, you know, they are, it's in the North or whatever it is. It's, a, it's an American thing, isn't it? To, to, in America, you vote for the president, right? And over here, yeah. you don't vote for the prime minister. You vote for your, your local MP. Were the first debates, were the first televised debates, was it David Cameron, Nick Clegg and Gordon B -B 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 Brown? Was it there? Was that? I seem to remember that being the first one. Sam's nodding. It was, wasn't it? And it being a really, really big old thing. And everyone, and it was kind of exciting. And then the Nick Clegg thing. But in fact, I think the first one, if I remember correctly, the first one was very, very flat. And no one did particularly well in the first one. And everyone was going, oh, maybe this, maybe this televised leaders debate is not such a great idea. Then it was the, I think it was the second one where Clegg kind of came out, um, kicking ass. Um, but it's an American thing. But in America, they can do it with style and they can, they can, they will talk to each other and address each other directly or, or look at the camera and go, well, she's, you know, she's a liar. Her email, she's a liar. She's a scumbag. She's a piece of trash. And they, when it's the, the two of them, they walk around yeah. as well. They well, walk around. Trump didn't stop walking, did he? No. <laughs> No, but you can just see him prowling about in the background. But over here, it's so. Um, I would like them to. Here's the thing, right? We all know that more people are going to watch. I'm a celebrity tonight than watch that bloody debate. So let's bring in some live crocodiles. Let's they, bring in electricals <laughs> on the testicles. They had podiums, right? Yeah. Give them a buzzer. Yeah, we got. That's what they got to do. It, I, I, I just. Um, I guess the reason they're doing it for the leaders is so you get a taste for the party, because the leader can tell you what the manifesto is, the direction that the party's going to go in. But I thought they were both a little bit vague, really, but, th but that's what that's about. But, but yeah. the, the trouble with that is, is, like, obviously in America you have red and blue, and that's it. You've got Republican and you're Democrats, but in, in the UK there are probably eight... Um, you know, well, they're doing that, aren't uh, they? Is that, when is, is that Thursday that they're doing that with, like, seven of it's the leaders? Who would that be? That would be, that'd be Plaid Cymru, that'd be Wales, uh, that'd be Labour, Conservative, Lib Dems, Plaid Cymru, SNP, uh, Brexit, uh, Brexit, Queen, did you say? Queen won't be Hang there. on, let's have a look. So, next. Because that's happening, and it's, that's, but then again, they did that last time, the last general election, three months ago, and it there were just too many people. 
and, and this is another thing. Like, how, do you give them um, fair you know, amount of time and representation on TV and things depending on their vote share? Because you've got some parties yeah. that are brand new parties have never stood in the world. They, they have to be really strict, don't they, with the amount of time and making sure everyone and has a fair amount of time. And we have to be strict. Even in this conversation, we're being very fair Which about... Which is why I, w I now yeah. want to tell you who exactly you'll be able go to on. see on the 29th of November. I've got my um, Video Plus is set. From 7 o'clock. Wowzers. The Conservatives, Labour, Lib Dems, Scottish National Party, Greens, uh, Plaid Cymru. Is it Plaid Cymru or is it Plaid Cymru, Paul? Plaid. Plaid. Yep. Cymru and the Brexit Party. Okay, well, we've now given way too much attention to Plaid Cymru. So, you, we've mentioned Plaid Cymru about eight times more than we've mentioned the other parties. So, you've got to say Brexit Party six times now. You see where we <laughs> and are? And Conservatives, Labour, Lib Dems, Scottish <laughs> National is, Party, Greens. This is what we're doing. You didn't mention Plaid Cymru then. No, because they've had enough. Oh! Stop it, stop it. This is what we're dealing with, Paul. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> rumour has it if you say Brexit party three times in front of the mirror, and yep. But here's the thing. Here, but here's the thing, right? The Brexit party currently don't have any MPs because they're a brand new party, and I know that they've obviously got a, you know Nigel Farage, who, who we know, but he's never been an MP, and they've got a lot of people standing. But then you've got to think. Well, hang on. They've got no. If you're having a party that's got no. MPs, and it could be argued they might have an influential role in this, this general election or not, we just don't know, but if you're going to have a party that's got no MPs, well that, surely you have to include some of the, the, the fringier it's ones. A, it's a mindset. Yeah. Oh, it's a nightmare, isn't it? And it sounds like a very dumb program. They head on this, shouldn't they? Yeah, they, what they need to do, Paul, is they each need to um, come out and they sing a song of their own choosing, and then the other leaders choose a song for them to sing. But no oh, one can that. see them. You have to. It's like the voice. Everyone's yeah. back to yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to do it, Paul. Thank you very much indeed. Honestly, give uh, give us the next leaders' debate. We would make it so much more interesting than it's going to be. We would make it so much more interesting. Then, once they've done the song, then I'd get them to um, watch a short film about a man selling dictionaries, like they do in the Krypton Factor. Yes. And then you have to answer questions about it, the observation round. Obviously. And then they have to step forward, and there's like this sort of puzzle that they've got to do in front of everyone. And uh, I would get them to do that. Final challenge. Oh. We we bring on the wall. There you go. You see, that's what we need. That's what we need. A bunch of numpties just stood there, not really answering questions. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Dave, Caddick, Ollie, Babcock. It's a dick fest tonight. <laughs> Let's get some ladies on the late night alternative. Weeknights from ten. Kathleen on Talk Radio. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers, and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. <laughs> You've been trolling me big time, mate. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Everybody just cool out. Craig is saying, uh, no party has MPs, Parliament has been dissolved. I didn't say they did. Uh, and even if I did, so what? But what I actually said was, people don't vote for the Prime Minister, they vote for their MP. That's, so, 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 but Craig, come on, man. If you're gonna pick me up on that, I'm gonna pick you up on, um, me beating you in a fight. Am I allowed to do that? Um, Am I allowed to do that? I'm done, done it. Too late, I've done it. Craig, I fight you. Yeah. To the death. You, what kind of fight? Stop correcting us. Stop correcting us. A, a karate fight. Okay. Um, let us go to Ollie. Hello. Hello, Ian and Kath. Hello, Ollie. How are you? Ollie, say hello to my friend David. Hello, David. Not Babcock. I'm not in the mood for Ollie. Oh, no. David, could you speak a little bit closer to the phone, mate? 
I'm not in the mood for And Ollie, could you stop masturbating, please, mate? If we get <laughs> Sorry, those two things sorted, it could be a, a semi-decent <laughs> phone call. You're not in the mood for Ollie? Why is that, David? He wants to shine on his own, doesn't he? He doesn't want me dominating the conversation mm. and talking over him. Okay, well, you shut up then. <laughs> Jeez. David? Don't you, David? I'm not that What? <laughs> what is wrong with your phone? Nothing wrong with it, brand new. Are you, are you gargling <laughs> jelly? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it, it's brand new. It sounds awful. <laughs> really? That's what I'm preparing my life for. Gosh. <laughs> I can't make out what he's saying. Yeah. Is it one of them underwater phones, David? No, don't be doing this to me, please. I'm not doing it to you! <laughs> I don't want only that chocolate away either. Uh, Why don't you use a landline? Right. Yeah. Use a, David, have you got a landline? Well, no, what, oh, what's a plug in the hands free oh, kit? God. What is he saying? I don't know. Plug in the hands free kit? Don't plug yeah. anything in. Well, uh, hang on a minute, are you using the phone normally at the moment? Is it next to your head? I'm going to in the Try the hands-free. It can't be any worse than you this. You better not be apprenticing that thing. Wait. You're listening to a ghost hunter trying to use a new phone. <laughs> While all the other shows are deconstructing the debate, we're listening to a nut job trying to work a phone. Uh -huh. Hello, David. Hello, can you hear me now? It's. I mean, it's a little bit better, but it's very muffled. And you sound miles away. Oh, God. I think that's better. Ollie, mate, you're not a professional broadcaster, all right? Sorry. I am. So, and it, it's a, it is a little bit better. I said that was better, but it's not great. David. That's a, a sad story as well. And I wanted it to be... I can't understand it. Is it a sad story of a man who bought a phone <laughs> and it was crap? <laughs> right, David, have you... Do you have a landline? I don't have a landline. Right. That's weird. Do you have... have a landline. Shut up, Ollie, please, mate. Please! Maybe it's, maybe it's a signal, hang on, I'm moving it. It's not the signal. It, right, do you, uh, do you have an access to, do, do, does your, um, I was gonna say, does your partner have a phone, but Hoovers don't have phones, <laughs> do they? Um, is there another phone that we could call you on? No. Right, well, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Is this not, not any better? No, it's worse. Right, take their hands free off. Right, this is terrible. What David, David. He's ruined my phone call. David, could you, could you write us a letter? <laughs> oh, I was really excited for this as well. You can't hear me at all. We can hear you now. And that's better. I mean, it's adequate. Don't say better. Right. Well, you've ruined it because I'm in a somber <gasps> mood. I've not ruined it. You've ruined, your yeah. phone, your crappy Korean phone has ruined it. It's not Korean, actually. But where is it from? China. Is it a Huawei? Yes, Huawei. Hacked. Huawei hacked? It's Ollie right. saying hacked. Oh, right. I oh, think Ollie, it was Ollie. Ollie. It might have been China. <laughs> <laughs> Can Ollie just flip off, please? Ollie, flip off, oh. mate. Right, David, tell oh. us your thing. Right. I, about a month ago, I became a part of the Rotherham Independent Mediums. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rims? <laughs> Yeah, they uh, laughing. Rim. <laughs> Rims. Yeah, you're not the first, you won't be the last to make that joke. Okay. We'll okay. change the name then. It's obviously a problem. I've not got any power sharing it, right. Okay. And last, last night, Rims. I took part. David Babcock, Rims. Rims. 
So he signs all no, his it... letters <laughs> and his emails. <laughs> Damn, David. David Babstein. Lots of love. David Babcock. Rims. Bracket rims. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, TTT. No. Yes. And I took charge of my first paranormal investigation. As Pete is asking, can you take the phone out of the sock? It's not in a sock. You said it were better. I mean, it's better, but it's not... Okay, I'm going to be quiet. I'm, Catherine... You, you took charge you of a it. paranormal investigation. Proceed with the story, please. Oh, God, I'm getting chills just remembering it. Right. So, I was in charge, right? And, um... It got to the the bit at the end, and it, what we do is we take people through, like, a spooky haunted house or something like that. Right. And it got to the end, and there's about five of us... There's two newbies, me, how many, right, two newbies, me and two other people of RIM, uh, Rotherham, oh. independent mediums, right. And we get to this, to the, the big conclusion, and is when we do kind of like a seance, a bit of a, a bit of a seance. And we gather around this table, and it's pitch black, and I say, now we have been in your kingdom, or your household. You will now contact us in some way. And I said, Spirits, speak to us. And there was a sharp pause. And then... And I farted. And the two newbies who were just like kind of... Some girl and a boyfriend who thought they'd come along for a laugh. They start chuckling. <laughs> and I'm there, my face is going so red. Barry. Who's Barry? He's a, he's a fellow member of RIMS. Would you he, say he was a senior RIMS? He's a senior member of RIMS, I think. Who got yeah. into RIMS first? You or Barry? Barry was the, the, uh, the fourth RIMS. Okay, and, and he showed you the Did he invite you, yeah? Barry very much invited me into RIM, yeah. Okay. Did you get into it straight away, or did you have to do something beforehand? My induction into the RIM uh, was a bit sticky at first. CJ says, can you tell Babcock to speak up? I'm really struggling to masturbate to this. Oh, that's (coughs) disgusting. I didn't read that properly. Sorry. I didn't read that properly. Sorry. Barry is doing his, his, his level best to keep keep me on side. What do you, how do you refer to yourself? Are you, I mean, are you guys rimmers? What, what is the collective term for a, a, a group of guys in rims? Rimmers? Um, rimmers? Rimmers, go. Who, who's, um, who's the chief rimmer? I mean, Barry is that, quite the head. So Barry he's, leads he's the, head, the rimmers. Head rimmer. <laughs> he's the head rimmer. Um, Okay. Can we get to the point of the story, please, David? Because it is, it is dragging on quite a bit here. We've done a lot of the admin now. Yeah. We know all about Barry. Barry. We know all about Rimmers. We know we know what you get up to. Let's just get to the story, please, mate. Please. I'm begging you. Barry inhales the noxious gas, and it's quite a ba- it's quite a bad one. And he's sick onto the table. The whole thing's a washout, and we have to leave. Oh God. Would you count that a success? No, I've been banned from rimming. There's a recording of that seance that's been passed on to me by Barry. No. It wasn't like that. No, it was more of a... 
No, it's no. It's high pitch whistle. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. Is that it? Okay, hang on. Go back. <laughs> so no, I could go. So if you get that, I can play it. I can do a rehearse. Like do it, do it as it happened. Okay. I'll go. Spirits, we have been inside your house for quite a while now. Please let there be some kind of sign. Now, how do you know that wasn't a sign? This is, um, this is. Sorry. Oh my God! Hey! What happened? So did you, Catherine? I think the spirit might come over here. Ian, you haven't stuffed, have you? <laughs> I, legally, I don't have to answer that question. Don't have. I'm mean, under no obligation. But there is hashtag Fartgate is a big thing on Twitter the last couple mm. of days. There was a news report on American television, and midway, I wonder if we can find it. Hang on a minute. Midway, uh, let me look up Fartgate. Hang on. Uh, Fartgate. Alan, David, John, stay there. Here we go. Um, here we go. This is this. Apparently, there's a live fart during this in, this report on um, MSNBCDE. Chris, so far, the evidence is uncontradicted that the president... It's in one, it's one-legged. How are we going to hear the fart if it's one-legged? Well, right? I heard it. It's taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat yeah. an election. <laughs> could Can you, you hear that, boys? Could, could you hear yeah. that? Could you hear that, David? David? Hello? <laughs> Ollie's there? rubbing a balloon, oh, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I can't hear it. All right, well... Okay. I can't hear the father, I just heard a dude. Right, well, we've not got uh, to the dude yet, because I can't hear, oh. um, Fartgate clip. Hang on, because I want to... Okay, here we go. I, hey, shush, I, bit, heard, shush. I heard the fart. Chris, so far, the I can't hear the words. is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars... I can't hear what you say. I can. Can you the fart? Shut up. Right, can you turn the mics off and speakers on, because I want to... Chris, so far, the evidence... Is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. <laughs> no, that's like a comic fart. That's got to be dubbed on. That's like one of the ones that I play. Well, someone tried to make an excuse saying it was someone's phone vibrating, but oh, that ain't no phone I've ever heard before. No. Um, so David, I'm just, sorry, what was the point of the story, mate? Oh, I don't know. I give up. Okay, perfect. Oh. I love that. I, I, I like that. I like that attitude. That's what's um, what got us. That's uh, I believe they call that the Blitz spirit there, personified. Ollie, what would you like to say? Uh, can I just say that that brought up memories of when David talked about how to extinguish a spirit that entered up his bum. Do you remember that? I don't really remember any of his calls. Oh. I find them thoroughly <laughs> tedious, and I can't wait for them to be on YouTube. Oh, he's still there. He's still there. <laughs> I thought you cut him off, Sam. <laughs> Ollie, continue with your point, please. Uh, well, my own point or David's point? Yup. Jeez, what is this idiot hour? <laughs> Someone do a point, quick. I listened to the news today before you came on. Oh, boy. And, um, they said £2,000 was found in the bag. And yeah. I thought this is a good morality quiz to give to you. Right, well, you'd, you'd, you'd have nicked it. You'd have nicked it. But £2,000 was found in a bag in a village. And was it yeah. like the 14th time this has happened? What? Yeah, because <laughs> I heard it just as we were setting up. What? And I missed it. But, but, but I'm sure the newsreader said £2,000 pounds and been found in a, ba in a bag in a village for the 14th time. I don't remember the 14th. What is the name of the village? <laughs> 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 oh, for those who don't know, Ollie stole 10 pounds off a pensioner once when he found it 
he found a wallet on a it floor. It was a pensioner. We don't know who it was. Well, it, a pensioner is probably have that kind of, um, that kind of money. Catherine, go on. No, I'm trying to find it. Jesus, I had it, I had you it You were typing. On. You just there rubbing your fingers like you put oil of Yule on there. <laughs> Do you remember another, um, confession they did? Sorry? About yeah. a bag. Yeah, you stole a bag at an airport. No, I found a bag at a tube station. Yeah, and it had someone's details and passport in, and you took yeah. money out of there. It had their details. <laughs> oh, yeah, you t it had their passport, and you took money out of it. it yeah, had, I remember that story. No, it had a passport. I just don't don't misrepresent. I'm not misrespecting anybody. <laughs> hang on, be quiet, Catherine. Locals living. <laughs> By the way, guys, can I just say the amount of legwork me and Catherine are putting into this phone call to make it halfway entertaining? I mean, you owe us My some money. My phone call, David. Both. This oh. is this is uh, from the Argus online. If you want to read along, oh, the I love the Argus catalogue. Uh, but, but the Press Association 2019 c claiming uh, responsibility for it. Um, locals living. Just, just get, I, I'm no, just giving credit I, I, where I don't it's want to know who's working in the kitchen. I just want to eat the meal. Locals living in a village where people have found 13 bundles of 2,000 pounds. Yes, sir. I was right. What? And handed them in. So what we're saying is what? someone's not fa not handed it in and found it. Yeah said the first they knew about the mystery was when police announced it on social media. Gossip about the puzzling series of events in Blackhall Colliery, County Durham, had not spread beyond a few rumours about money being found. The village, made up of a long high street with rows of terraces right. off it, overlooking the North Sea, once had a thriving pit and has retained its sense of community, locals said. Until a post on Durham Police's Facebook page on Monday, no one appeared to know an anonymous donor had repeatedly dropped off bundles of £120 notes in clear plastic cash bags, leaving them in communal areas such as the local park, outside a church and behind shops. It's been happening since 2014. And the last time was on Monday, when detectives went public with their inquiry to find out who was behind the random generosity. Police have contacted the local bank and post office and tried to trace the donor from fingerprints so far without success. Right. Detective Constable John Forster said, We even had the theory that it could be a lottery winner who's decided to pay something back to their local community, but the truth is we don't know. A lot of Jamaicans there, are there? <laughs> I hope that by going public with this, we get some answers rather than whoever's behind this suddenly going quiet. I really don't think this is corrected to criminality because people in that game are very careful with their money right. and they can account for every penny in my well, experience. Stay there, guys. We're, we're going to get to the bottom of this. David, come back. Are you ringing him? Hmm? Hmm? I'm ringing Blackhall Colliery. Busy. Hello, Blackhall Hardware. Hello, is, um, this, my name's Ian Lee. I was on I'm a Celebrity a couple of years ago. We're on talk radio right now. It, can I ask, is this story true about bags of £2,000 being found in the village? Yes. Who? This is the weirdest thing ever. Have you, have you found any of these bags? No. Okay. And do you know who's doing it? No. Brilliant. Thank you very much for your help. That was uh, the that Hardwick. Sorted? That's the Hardwick Hotel in Blackhall Colliery. So um, it's true that late. Just to just to this is what they do on um, like local radio stations. <laughs> this is what they do. Just after you've heard the phone call, this is what they do. Well, you heard it there. That young lady there saying yes, it is true that bags are being found. No, she hasn't found any of the bags, and no, she doesn't know who's leaving the bags. If you've got a bag, give us a call <laughs> on 0344-499-1000. We're back in business, baby! So, Ollie, what you're basically um, saying is that you're a scumbag thief and that David Babcock is a bellend. And everyone is, and you would steal that money as well. Well, I wouldn't. Why not? Because I'm... Why not? <laughs> why not? Because I'm a good guy. Is who, that, what, who's it? Who is it? it? What's going on? No, no. 
Has he just woken up? Was he sleep phoning? <laughs> who is it? Who is it? What's, What's going, going on? Oh, let's get a clip of that. Can you clip who is it? Who is it? What's going on, please? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We've got Dave and Alan after the news. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Who's it? Who is it? What's going on? Who's it? Who is it? What's going on? Don't have a lot, but with me, that's fine. I wanted sex. Whatever I got, well, I know it's mine. I don't go around with a local crowd. I don't dig what's in, so I guess I'm out. Just, so Catherine suggested the, yeah. the boat that I row by, by Lulu. Yeah. And I'm there going... I think the Neil Diamond version rocks more, and you said... I'm not all that familiar with the Neil Diamond You know, version. he wrote it, right? Yeah. Do you mind? Do you, mi- do you mind? Okay, but, you know, you're taking the food out of Lulu's mouth now. I know, uh, Lulu... I'm not going to say that. Okay, this is the Neil Diamond version. I think it rocks more. Let's see. Get £50 free. It's an advert! It rocks less, substantially <laughs> less! He's sold out, man! <laughs> this is it. Here we go. Don't have a lot, but with me that's fine Whatever I got, well I know it's mine Don't go around with a local crowd Don't take what's in, so I guess I'm out Say these things so you know me, baby To say, I choose my own side and I like it that way. I don't worry about all the things that I'm not. There's only one thing that I want and got. You know that I'm talking about you, baby. You didn't dig it, that's fair enough. Respectfully, I disagree. I think she rocks. Okay. I guess it's the version that you know. Hey, by the way, guys and gals, uh, you know the vinyl record that was going out? You should have, if you ordered the vinyl record, apart from the scumbags in America and Australia that ordered it and didn't pay an extra for postage, if you ordered it, you should have it now, right? If you haven't got it, Get in touch and we'll find out what's going on because I, I, I messed up and sent some to the wrong place. So those 100 with the platinum, legal reasons, great, membership cards, they're gone. They're gone, right? But you can now order the record signed by me and Catherine, seven-inch vinyl single. You can order it without a membership card. If you can order it, if you go to ianlee.com slash store. And we've also got rabbit hole pins and they're nice little 25 millimeter um, soft enamel, black and white pins, little indentation, very classy, very beautiful, and I thoroughly recommend you buying them because I make money from them. You could use them as um, uh, cufflinks, you could yes. use them as earrings, yes. you could use them to hold up your 
stays. You could use them if you, I don't know if your, your, um, clitoris is pierced. <laughs> you could use them on that. Um, you could use them anywhere. Uh, so pins. It's got a hole is in it. Well, exactly. If you go to ianlee.com slash store, you can buy the pins, you can buy the records, you can buy the pin and record package. Do all of those things. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Good evening, David! Good evening, Kath. Good evening. Now, David was at a different... David was at the, the British Film Institute tonight, mm. watching the same documentary that I was watching in a smaller cinema on a college campus in Catford, right? And uh, where were you sat? Because we got shots of your cinema. Where were you sat, Dave? I was sat about in the middle, about yeah, uh, two thirds back. Two back. Yeah, I thought so. I saw you. Now, saw the back of your head. Uh, so you saw, and we have to be so careful, right? No spoilers here because it's a man. It's a gas. It's a real trip. You saw the. It's called the Amazing Jonathan documentary. Yeah. Um, you also stuck around for all of the Q and A. I only saw a bit of the Q and A because I had to dash off. Um, it is the second Amazing Jonathan documentary this year. Mm-hmm. I've already said that it blew my mind. It, it, it had more twists and turns than The Mighty. The Mighty, Three Identical Strangers, a film we've raved about on here. I thought it had more twists and turns. I felt very tense for about 80% of the movie tonight, Dave. It, 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 and, and not tense in a good way. Very, very uncomfortable viewing. I wondered what your views on this movie were. And again, I've got to stress, that be careful with the spoilers, because yeah, you want to go yeah. into this movie and know very little. Well, you do, and also some of the biggest laughs are from some of the twists yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there were some real big woofers, sort of, you know. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. Back to David Babcock. Did yeah, it make yeah. you uncomfortable? Yeah, I did find something really uncomfortable. I think that was very deliberate, I think. Yeah. Because um, he, did, he did spend a lot of, the, I mean, Amazing Jonathan did spend most of the time needling the hell out of the director. I seen. Um, Here's the thing. In the first film, they're both great films, and someone said to me, well, why would I want to see a second documentary? It would be the same story. I went, no, 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 I no. Haven't, I haven't seen the first one Oh, yet. it's Thanks. worth seeing. It's worth seeing. It, it's more of his, his, it's more of a biography. And it's, it's, a it's, sort of nuts and bolts sort of. Yeah, but it's done really, really well. Really worth seeing, right? But it's completely different. And it's free on YouTube, the first one. Um, but in the first one, Jonathan comes across as a delight to be around. Mm. And in this one, he doesn't come across as a delight. Au contraire, he comes across as a very difficult person to be around. Yeah. And there are reasons, you know, every yeah. time he goes to the bathroom, right, <laughs> that does not make you a good person, you know, that, 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 bad. that does not make you a, a nice, happy, friendly person. Yeah. It's, um, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to be so vague. It, it, um, what was it like there, watching it with, I don't know, 250 people? Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was, people were sort of, you know, sort of great laughs at certain bits. And really, you could tell the uncomfortable bits, people were sort of shifting in their seats yeah. and sort of, you know, very quiet during some bits of it. Um, I mean, I remember him. I remember seeing him on, um, I think it was Saturday Zoo, maybe he was on. One of those programs. I saw him on one night. of those programs where or he did the. Paramount City or one of those. He did the app with the knife where he shoves the knife in his arm and, and yeah, blood yeah. pours out. And I remember, I remember watching the, that going, the, whoa, yes. Well, it was around that time where sort of Paul Daniel was going out of favour and. Yeah. And it was him and I guess Penn and Teller got more of the traction in this country, actually, I guess. And um, they got their own TV show at one point, didn't they, and stuff like that. So, 
Um, but it was at, at that point where sort of magic was being a bit passe and he was some, 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 really something else, you know. We were, we were waiting for street magic to happen and in the interim it was kind of what you, I guess you'd call it extreme magic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I remember, I remember, <laughs> I was thinking today, I remember that guy who, um, uh, who used to do, who used to smoke fags and blow bubbles, but... Oh, <laughs> he was great. He's still going. Surprisingly, he? lung cancer's not got him. He's still going, that man. I googled him maybe a couple of years ago, I think. We googled him on air, and he was still around, yeah. No, he's great. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a brilliant documentary in that it plays with the style of documentary. It's not, as you say, that other one is a, probably a more a lot, nuts and bolts, uh, you know... A, a to B sort yeah, of. It um, is. The first one is, but, but actually that's, that's doing it a bit of a disservice by describing it like that. that that's got a few twists in it and a few revelations and is actually hmm. got some really be- beautiful moments in it. Really and beautiful. That, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. But this was, oh, it's really hard, isn't it, to you try and say talk anything. about it. I tell you, I tell you what you can say and you, you could not disagree with this. Wasn't Weird Al Yankovic lovely? Yeah. He, he pops up for a little talking head. He doesn't really say a lot. He's so... Lo- and he's, we've had him on the show, and he's such a delight. He's so lovely in this film. He doesn't really add much to it. But I like Max... Um, what's his name? The, uh, uh, the, the old magician dude. Old magician guy. <laughs> who mostly just, mostly just looks at him when he says stuff like... My favourite bit. With his eyes. And, this is the last mm. little self-indulgent bit. My favourite bit is... is um, th- this is no spoiler. Amazing Jonathan goes to like a magic convention. And he's walking around looking at the tricks. And he's talking to this really, really old guy. And the director goes, well, who's that? And he goes, oh, it's Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Because he looks like him. And he goes, no, no, who was it really? He goes, oh, he, he was Mr. Electric light bulb, and then they show a clip from like 1940 yeah. of this like really old, beautiful, you know, black and white footage of this guy having a woman just pull light bulbs out of his mouth, and it was him, and it was wonderful. <laughs> and there's loads of little bits like that in there, but um, it's great, man. It's a great. Uh, yeah, film. I, I would recommend if you're a, even if you're a fan of. Uh, I mean, say you missed some of the Q and A, but they did a lot of talking about. Um, the nuts and bolts of documentary yeah. and, and, and the approach to it was really interesting. Let me see, because I, I imagine it's not going to be coming out in the cinema. That would have been it. I wonder if it's going to be out on DVD. Um, I mean, they're bound to... I wouldn't be surprised if they used that Q&A tonight on a, on a, as an extra for yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. They were filming it, weren't they? So. The Amazing Jonathan documentary... Uh, it's, it's doing a little bit of a run. It's doing yeah. a little bit of a run. Um, I would really recommend you check it out, even if you've seen the first one. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a, it's an entirely different film. Uh, but, um, I think the first one is, is, I, I, I'm glad I watched them in the order that I did. But the first hmm. one, I think, will fill in a few blanks that, that were missed in this. I think they both go hand in hand together, actually. And, and, um, anyway, anyway, anyway. Dave, nice to talk. I'm going to end it there because we're going to say something that we're going to regret. Like, I love you. I hate you. Some film. Some film. You know, sometimes you... I mean, Mr. Rogers, The Three Identical Strangers. I was so lucky to see those within weeks of each other. And, um, you know, just to be blown away by the story, the storytelling, um, the, 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 the intricacies. The, the, it, and, and I'm sat in this tiny cinema with my sister and there are six other people. And... Oh, Oh, I feel, I feel privileged to have seen it. Absolutely privileged. I, I want to see when it comes out on DVD because, um, we will, uh, we will have some of that. 0344 499 is the phone number. Um, we've got a few calls on the line. Let, let's, I tell you what, should we open up, um, Problem Corner? Yeah. Okay. First of all, in, first, first, um, uh, a cab off the rank in Problem Corner, it's Stephen in Glasgow. Good evening, Stephen. Yeah, hello. Hey, Stephen, how's it going? Did you go to the meeting today? 
Women. Do you remember the phone call we had last night? Um, oh. no, not right. really. Well, then, Stephen, listen. This is what I'm going to have to do. What I'm, I'm I've done to someone else. I'm going to do again. It, it feels like there isn't any point in in um you calling us because last night we had a Catherine and I spent quite a lot of time. Um, looking up Narcotics Anonymous meetings for you and finding ones that are local to you and going through oh, it with you. Right, oh, right, I've got a cat team leader. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but you don't, like, you I don't, meet, you don't, you don't tomorrow. yeah, you don't remember the phone call last night. So, with respect, with respect, what's the point of me wasting ten minutes of my show and my breath if you're not going to remember it and pay attention? Uh, Do you know what I mean? Feels like a waste of my time. I know, what you, I, I, do, I, I know what you mean. I it also feels mean. exploitative. If, 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 you know, we've got a bloke on that doesn't remember a whole 10-minute phone call where we talked about recovery and stuff. It, 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 you don't remember it. Well, that feels exploitative to me, it, 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 that I'm exploiting you. So I have to be really careful. I have a duty of care to the people that call in. And if I think that you're not with it enough to remember what oh, we're talking about... Well, you don't, rem- you don't remember what we talked about last night, Stephen. Uh, um, you see that? You see my point? Yeah. You don't yeah, remember what yeah. we talked about last night? Yeah, it was just something that Cass said on um, uh, when she was filling in for you, and she was mentioning the Cocteau Twins. Okay, well we're not talking about the Cocteau Twins. Right, right. Um. I, it, it, do you know what I mean? It, 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 you don't remember anything that went on last night in this phone call, right? Were you actually mugged? Yeah, I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was. Okay. Because I, I'm now struggling to believe anything, right? Um, no, I have talked... heard you before. I have heard you before, yeah. Pretty cynical, and yeah. No, 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 I'm not. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm the least cynical person on the radio. But when I spend 10 minutes. Um, counselling someone with an S and an E, counselling someone and sharing my experience with drugs and going online and looking up uh. meetings for them and they don't remember that phone call, I have to wonder whether everything in that phone call was bollocks or not. <laughs> it feel, here's my problem I've got, Stephen. You put it well, you put yeah, it well. I know I do. Here's my problem I've got, right? Two things. One... It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of my time and it's a waste of my listeners' time. Uh, ten minutes of the show last night is dead because it meant nothing to you, right? It's a waste of time. I think, that's, se- about, I think that's a wee bit of half. Okay, well, I'm just, well, I'll let you come back in a second. I'm just putting forward my thing, right? The second point I've got is it, it, it feels like I'm exploiting you. I got ten minutes of radio out of a bloke who doesn't remember it. That makes me feel very, very uncomfortable. You can come back now. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I do have a lot of problems. Um, it's, it, it's not like, it's, it's not like I'm a, I'm an everyday user, you know, I do have, have moments of clarity and... Well, well how uh, do I know that this is a moment of clarity? How do I know that? How do I know I'm not wasting my time tonight? No, you don't. You, you I don't. don't my I wasted that. my time. Well, I, with respect, yeah. 
your word at the moment isn't worth the paper it's printed on, as far as I'm concerned. With respect. Um, and I don't really know what to say. I also found last night's call, on a personal level, I found it very, very dangerous for me. Why? For Why? me. Because you talked about scoring drugs and the effect the drugs had on oh, you, and I found yeah, that very, I found that very triggering. I found that very triggering, and I let you do it because I thought we were offering you some help, but actually you don't remember any of it. So I kind of have to protect myself. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I remember putting down a phone and then a couple of hours later, I remember thinking about that and I thought, oh, jeez. So what, what do we do, Stephen? How do you... In all cases, I'm sorry. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, but but I, the word sorry don't really mean a lot. It's For me, it's about actions. So, how do we progress from here? How would you suggest we progress? Well, I go to my cat team tomorrow and he's up in my massage team because... Are you going to have to speak closer uh, to the phone, Stephen, because I'm struggling to hear you now. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm going to see my cat team leader tomorrow. Yep. And um, he's up in my massage team because... It's um, okay, I, okay. How do we progress? <sighs> I, I, I've had many, I've had many conversations with my... Okay, I'm not interested in that. I'm talking about you and right. me. What do we do? What do we do? Because at the moment, I'm kind of... Um, right. Here's the right. thing. Here's the thing, right? And I know this is this is not aimed specifically at you. The next caller is going to get some of this as well. I'm getting really pissed off, right? <laughs> with people phoning me <laughs> up, dumping all of their shit on my table, and they're not helping me clear it up. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, I can remember phoning you up and saying, "Yeah, I hope you, I hope you don't take too much of this." I don't and then mind, I, and, I'm, and then I'm dumping it on your exactly, table. Yeah, and all exactly. And all. I don't mind people dumping it on my table if they will then help me clear it up. And I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind even doing seventy percent of the clearing, but there's got to be some form of clearing up from the person on the other side. Yeah, you got like. A, and a if you don't remember the call, then I was clearing all, up all that stuff that you dumped on it all by myself with help from Catherine, and that's not fair on us. Yeah. So have your meeting tomorrow, and yeah. maybe give us a call towards the end of the week, and I'll have a little think. Yeah. I'm doing this, Stephen, not because I hate you, not because I dislike you. Oh, contraire, because I love you, right? Because I love you as a human being, and um. Uh, I want to talk to Stephen. I don't want to talk to. I, I don't want to talk to the bloke I've been talking to the last few phone calls because yeah. he's boring. Thanks. Junkies are boring. If I'm honest, <laughs> they are. They're boring. I was one. I was boring. Really boring. Do you know what? I, do you know what I talk about towards the end of my drug using? Do you know what I talk about all the time? Yeah. Drugs. I talk about drugs. The drugs I had. The drugs I'd taken. The drugs I wanted to take. Where I was going to get my drugs from. So all I talk about was drugs. That was it. Drugs and bollocks. Uh, yeah. That was uh, that was uh, it. Uh, so uh, uh, Stephen, maybe give us a call. Give us a call Friday. Yeah, I'd love to get a bitch out, mate, uh, towards the end, before you. Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe something good will come in this call, Ian, because um, you're, you're really good at what you do, Ian. Thank you. And I, but I, I, I want to talk to... Okay, thank you. Right. <laughs>
All right. Take yeah. care. Good luck. Get clean from drugs. There is, there is a, there is an alternative. Right, right. Thank, thank you, you, Stephen. Um, let's do that break now. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I think it's important we say these things. And it, 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 Stephen, if you want to be reminded of your phone call, I didn't realise it was that bad that we're in we're in blackout. And when blackout, when people are in blackout, it doesn't mean they pass out. It means you're functioning, you're doing stuff, you're interacting, but you have no recollection of it. And I didn't know that he was in blackout yesterday. Otherwise, I would have, you know, I would have played a funny song or so. You know, I would have would have saved us all ten fifteen minutes of pressing the dump button and feeling concerned. My concern it was wasted. Um, uh, if you're listening for the first time, man, you're going to think that sounds harsh, but trust me, it ain't. And we we move on. Chris. Oh. Hello. Yes, Chris. Sorry, I got you on your my speakerphone. Please tell me you've got good news. Yes, I've always got news. Good news, I'll have you know. You, you, okay, yeah. let's hear what your good news is, and let's hope that and it I... ties in with what we talked about last week. <laughs> Well, you assume that it's bad news. Well, it's good news for me, I think. Go on, then. Oh, right. <laughs> See, when I speak to you... No, 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 no. Don't start I, lecturing I, me, Chris. Chris, Chris, no, Chris, no, 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 Chris no, listen no. to me. Chris, I'm not in the mood for you lecturing me, mate. What have you called in for? It better tie in positively with what we talked about last week. If you can remember what we talked about last week. You was talking about um, things I've done and not that I haven't done. Right. So what have you called in for? What is your news? Well, talking about this terrible program called Bread on a Sunday evening. No, Chris. No, I'm I'm going to ask you to stop calling again. I'm slightly disappointed because you are you? You are. Okay, gosh, here we go. Here comes the lecture to me. Wow, okay. No, because you get some lunatics ringing you up. Chris, what did we talk, what did you and I talk about last week? What, I've talked to many people since I've talked. No, wasn't, there wasn't, the question wasn't how many people have you talked about, talked to. It was what did we... It's not talking about. What did we talk... talk right, Chris, I don't want you to phone the show anymore because here's the thing. Did you oh, hear the last... Again. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Did you hear the last... Call? I'm actually, I'm properly angry now because you're being very disrespectful. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. You're wasting my time. You're wasting my no, time. No, I'm not. Don't... Yeah, you are, Chris. You are. You're one of those people, like that previous caller, like others, that comes and gets, gets up on my desk, takes your trousers and pants down, squats and does a shit all over my desk. Now, there no. are some people no, that I will then, not. there are some people. Don't assume. There are some people, I'm not assuming anything, this is based on three years of phone, dull phone calls. There are some people that will go, ah oh, man, I've done that mess all over your desk. Let me help you clean it up, right? And I embrace those people. I embrace them. There are some people, yourself that will do the mess let me finish there are bloody chris chris you come on and kill my show every single time and i'm telling you why thank you yeah you're welcome you're one of those people that comes on does the dump doesn't remember doing it walks out and then comes back the next day expecting to do the same thing i do not want to talk to you because you are not prepared to try and change things 
So yes, I'm asking you for about the fourth time in a week, please, mate, please, until you are prepared to do some positive changes in your life, I don't want you calling this show anymore. I'm going to piss... I, because you say I, I'm pissing you off and whatever, I'm going to I'm going to make a a really good thing to come down your show and get banned from your show. Yeah, you I, don't, I don't know what that means. I, I'm, I'm not a bad person. I'm never said I'm you were a bad okay. person. Never I, said you were I can bad. be a boring person. I can yes. be a... But uh, what the things you're you saying... Don't remember, me, you it, don't remember... You don't remember... You don't remember what we said last week, do you? You don't remember? Mm. Remind me. No, I'm not going to, because we had, we had several phone calls about it. You and I had at least two, possibly three phone calls. We, this, I, I will tell you, Chris, we had a long old chat where we yes. discussed you phoning up Yes. Moaning about yeah. the... Yeah, moan, will you let me finish? Will you I, let I me finish? That. Will you let me finish? All right, sorry. Yeah. We had several phone calls where you yeah. would phone up moaning about the bad set of cards you had been dealt with. And I don't think anybody could disagree that the cards that you... I didn't say that. Chris, if you're not no. going to listen, mate, if you're not going to listen, I'm done. Okay? All right, go um, on. No, I'm going to listen. No, uh, do you know what, Chris? I think I'm done, mate. No, I really I think listen. I'm done. No, go on. I think I'm done. I think I'm done. Um... With respect... No, no, please carry on, Ian. Okay. We had several phone calls where we discussed the, uh, how, how miserable you can be with the bad set of cards that you have been dealt in life. And we had some wonderful people that phoned up to share their stories of coping with blindness, yeah. of coping with disability, of coping yeah. with bad luck, of coping with yeah. depression. And you phoned up and dismissed all of those calls immediately. And I said, no, I, didn't. I said, I do not want you ruining my show anymore if you are not prepared to do something to turn your life around. That makes me sound awful. I, I didn't dismiss any anybody. You did. I remember it. You don't. Well, if I did, I don't do that in real life. Okay. Well, this is this is real life. This is my job. I, and this I is apologize. Apologies accepted. Apologize Apology is accepted. But I'm going to ask you to stop calling, please. Okay. Uh, uh, I won't. And and and. You, you, when your calls flash up on the screen, and there you go, now you've language. No, because you, I, I've, I've never dismissed anybody. You did, Chris, I remember it, mate, you did. No, I bloody did not. Chris, Chris, you don't even remember the phone calls. You came on after an hour and ten minutes of people talking about their experiences, and you said, who said I was depressed, I'm not depressed. That wasn't what all the stories were about. Oh, hi. And I offered to make phone calls for you. And you said you knew which phone calls you needed to make. And I said, call us only when you've done that. And then the next time you didn't remember having that conversation. Well, I'm sorry. Chris, I want you to be happy. I want you to succeed in life, okay? I want you to be able to do whatever you want to do. I want you to be able to live your life as freely as you can with the limitations that you have got, okay? 
but um, I feel that by you phoning us up constantly, that we... Uh, I, I don't ring you up constantly. I feel that by you phoning us up as regularly as you do, that we are not helping your life. If anything, we are actually making your life, we are allowing you to stay in the rut that you have got yourself in. So, Chris... You can do me a favour. I'm trying to order things from French Click. Okay, I'll tell you what, Here's tell you what you need to do. <laughs> Phone your local <laughs> RNIB or similar support organisation and work out a way to get some support so that you can do these things for yourself. No, I just tap, tap, tap. Where my Brilliant, Chris. Came. You're fine Brilliant. then, aren't you? You do, you do that, mate. I wish you the best of luck. Feel free I'm, to I'm phone the other... I, feel free to I, phone I, I, the other... I wasn't other. being disrespe disrespectful right. to your other listeners. If I uh, have upset them... Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Feel free to phone I, other... I yeah, great, it's great. Feel free to phone other radio shows on this station, but uh, oh. if, if we see your... What, number... what, what? Are you trying to push me to LBC? I, I don't want to... You don't listen. You don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't... Okay. Uh, if we see your number coming up between 10 and 1, Monday to Friday, we won't be answering it. Unless... Oh. Unless it's to tell oh. us that you've made a phone call, you've made a connection, and you are making a change. Please don't give up on me, guys. We're don't give up on yourself. Thank you. That is yes. the message. We're not giving up on you. We haven't given up on you in the last three years. You've given up on you. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. You've given up on you, man. I used to work. I know. Well, you know. I know all of this. Do you know you could do it again? Did you listen to the conversations we were having last week? There are people who thought their lives were over. And they're not. I didn't say that. There were people who said their lives were over, and they are not. And there are people who thought they would never work again, and they're not. And there are people who thought that their lives were useless, and they found that with a little bit of assistance from the right place, for a short oh, time, I, I, not, I, I, wait, 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 not for all the time, I, but don't let your pride stand in the way of the rest of your life, Chris, oh. because you have still got a lot to live, and th you don't have to live like this. I done it yesterday. What um, are you going to do it, tomorrow? That's the important thing, Chris. It, it... It a display over in the shop. What are you going to do oh, tomorrow? Oh, I've done it again. What are you going to do tomorrow? Well, it another display Hello? over the shop. Chris, what are you going to do tomorrow? Uh, you going to make a phone call to someone who can make a difference? No. Are you going to try and get on this show and not be spoken to? No. Well, <laughs> no, I got this lady. She's gone to Marks and Spencers for me. <laughs> so I got nice, nice food coming in. Well, that's good. That's something to look forward to. Chris, listen, I'm not doing this because I hate you. Not, it, no, it, it's the opposite. sometimes you've got to be cruel to be kind, Ian. Thank you. You need, yeah. to, you need to sort yourself out. And we have really, really tried, and I think we've come to the end. I, I hope I don't come... Well, I am coming across as being bloody... Morny mini. So, yeah. Yeah. I look forward to speaking to you when you've got something different to tell us. I know. I, I do apologise. Sorry, guys. Don't apologise. The best way you can apologise is by making those phone calls tomorrow. All right, then. <laughs> but don't ban me from from this show, please. I'm going to ask you not to call us again uh, 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 because it's unfair. Oh, don't say that again. I, uh, I, I've, I've been saying it for quite a while, Chris. It's unfair on everybody. No, it's not. I, I will be the judge of that. It's unfair on almost everybody. Up here we go. Make the phone calls, Chris. This isn't working for you. Chris just uh, swore at us then. Which actually, I see that as a good sign. 
I see that as a as someone getting annoyed and think hopefully that will drive them into doing something. Nelly, do you know what that that tweet is really really unhelpful, mate? As was your tweet yesterday. If you're going to tweet stuff like that, don't at me and Catherine in it. All right? Don't. That's just mean. Um. If you've never listened to the show, that's going to sound really harsh, and a few people are calling me out on Twitter for being harsh. Chris has been calling us for a long, long time. He's, he's visually impaired. And um, a lot of this, I'm very happy to talk about mental health, and I'm very, very happy to um, talk about, yeah, very happy. You know, this show helps people, it really does. But you've got to want to help yourself a little bit. You've got to want, otherwise it's really unfair on me and Catherine. We take all of this stuff home with us. In different doses, but we take all of this stuff home with us. Um, it kills the vibe of the show on a slightly more superficial but still important level. Totally kills the vibe of the show. Um, and it can be triggering and depressing for a lot of the listeners. Chris, I love you, man. But you've got to give me something back and, and, and you're not. Maybe it was too harsh. I'm now going to spend the rest of the night going, oh, God, was I so harsh? Well, you say that every time, and then the next day he rings up and he's not remembered what's been said. I really want you to win, Chris. This is the point. We want you to win. And, and people, you know, come on, Nelly. Those, those tweets are bang out of order, mate, and you know it. Right. This is Talk Radio. The wild man of late night radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Here's the thing. I'm not in a great space as well. So people... Selfishly, not everybody, and I'm, I want to really stress this, not everybody that phones in to share their mental health stuff is doing it selfishly, right? There's a degree of selfishness in people struggling with mental health. There has to be. But this is not in any way to stop other people phoning in, right? Because we've built this nice little place where people can f- feel, I don't want to say a safe place because it's not quite, but where people can phone up and say anything, mm-hmm. right? And we don't judge them, pretty much. We don't judge them. Um, I'm not in, I'm in a really lousy place myself at the moment, right? Really lousy place. So, to have stuff like Stephen, to have the stuff that Stephen and Chris have, have thrown at us, and they're, t- t- to seemingly be on both their accounts, I'm, I'm, I'm only singling them out because they've just called in, tell Mo I don't want to speak to him tonight. Um, to throw their stuff and take no responsibility for throwing their stuff at me when I'm feeling lousy, it's not fair. It, it, it's not fair. I, I, I shared, with Stephen in particular, so much of my experience, which is a hard thing to do, and he don't remember it. Here's so the thing. W- what's the point? You also risked your own recovery. I did. He's talking about that dealer. I was getting a little little chubby going because it sounded great. The problem I have with those sort of calls is that I think it's it would be irresponsible of us to encourage that when people are using us rather than a professional you can do something about it. And it seems to be that some people's coping mechanism involves coming on, spouting, walking away and forgetting they've done it. And maybe I was, I, I'm now thinking, I was probably too harsh with Chris. I probably was. The, the message could possibly have been delivered in a, in a slightly softer way, but, but we delivered it two or three times last week in a softer way. And you way. phoned me again last week. Um, and so I just think if, if that number comes up for the next month, we won't be answering it on this show. But I say, I wish, um, John says, oh, you do judge, and in most cases you are dead wrong. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate that. 
Um, Nelly, I've muted you because I think those comments have been have been mean and unhelpful. And why would you at us? <laughs> why would you at us with that? Um, you know, uh, I'm a little bit lost for words, but I won't be in a second. Here's Caddick. Hey, boy, hey, hey, Alan. I've stick yourself for Birmingham Rabbit Hole. So, so, oh, the Birmingham Rabbit Hole, we've sold 39 tickets. That's a good start. The Cardiff Rat Rabbit Hole, we've sold about 12 tickets. So come on, Wales, we're coming to you in March. Buy your tickets, ianlee.com slash event. We've only got 15 tickets left for the London show on December the 14th. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. Mm. Am I still coming to that one? To which one? The building one. Your, na- your, your, na- your name is on the door, buddy. Ah, uh, nice one. Your name is on the door, Alan. And if I'm you don't show up, if you don't show up, I'm going to break your legs. No, I'm looking forward to it. And you better look forward to it. Otherwise, I'm going to break your legs. Don't be breaking anyone's legs. I'm going to break. Uh, Cad- can I not break Caddick's legs? No, he okay. needs them. Turns out, Caddick, I can't break your legs, but I will give you a Chinese burn. That's allowed. A Chinese monkey. Um. I don't know what that involves. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, you were talking about the election earlier. Yes. Uh, in our constituency of Birmingham Edrathen, it's multinational entrance. I didn't understand a word of that. I think he's saying that multinational, do you mean all of the people standing in Birmingham? Different religion. They're all f- different religions? Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. What a world, what a, world. What but, a country. Our current MP, the Labour MP. Should we not? Should no. We not? Should we not? No. We, no, we should I wasn't even listening. Of course we should. We can't talk about it. No, but... No. No. Nope. Nope. Okay. No. Moving, moving on. Excellent. It's not a Juba. Moving on, not that swiftly yet. Juba? No, I was doing my only impression. Oh, by the way, David Babcock has shown some real wisdom here. Have you seen that? To those people, you're the diet pill and not the regular exercise and balanced diet. David Babcock. That almost earned you, he's hashtagged it, Babcock Truth, but he spelt truth wrong. Put truth. Is this the same guy that had the hoover up yeah. his jack seat? Yeah. No, he didn't have it up his jack seat. He had, it, he had his penis in the hoover. Don't try that. Um, but why not the jack seat at the same time? Well, I've had a hoover incident myself because it was a love bite. Hoover gave you a love bite? Yeah. Where? On my neck. Okay. Wowzers. Wowzers. Hang on a second. Say, Alan, say hello to my friends Pat and Clive. Good evening, Pat. Good evening, Clive. Hello, Alan. How are you doing, mate? All right. And I'm right, thank you. Is that Jordy right. accent? Sorry? Is that Jordy accent? George accent? Is what? that Caddick, are you presenting the show? No, I'm just calling as normal. Oh, uh, very good. You oh, should see well, what the I've, had, I've had experience in hospital radio in the past. Oh. Well, what you should do, like we saved Kath's shows last week um, by coming in and helping her out. You should come in as well, Alan, and help help Ian and Kathy out like we did. I didn't know you how to mount. Yeah, yeah, but we're, we're waiting to get paid, though, because Clive's on PIP and we need the money. Well, don't get me started on PIP. I'm sorry, I for that and I got turned down. <laughs> 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 
Oh, it's not easy to get. Tell them, tell them what you had to do, Clive. What did you have to do, Clive, to get your pips? Um, I had to develop secondary renal cancer. Oh, And get a nine-month prognosis. Yes. And then the chemotherapy and radiotherapy destroyed my immune system, which caused fibromyalgia, rheumatoid disease, and psoriatic arthritis. You pussy. And, and severe chronic bouts of diarrhea and constipation. Which okay. I'm constantly having to clean up as I'm his new carer. All right, Pat, we don't need to, we don't need the details of what you're doing with his sticky end. Well, um, but then you, then did you get your pips or did you have to do more? It's, I mean, it sounds like a relatively simple process, but I thought people were complaining it was, it was tricky. Oh, uh, um, and then I applied, got turned down three times yeah. and then I had to go to a tribunal. Yeah. It took four years in the end. Yep, okay. And? And now I get an extra £55 a week. So you're quite, so what, you're moaning, I don't understand what you're moaning for, Clive. Oh, I'm not. I enjoy it. I spend it on, I spend it on Jane McDonald memorability. <laughs> 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 Jane lovely, Jane McDonald didn't say. Sorry, I didn't. Jane McDonald is lovely. We're on a Jane McDonald cruise, Ian. What does that mean? You're, 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 you're driving around gay bars? <laughs> Explain, Clive. No, we're, we're on, we're in the cabin on a, on a charter ferry. Oh. Going from Perfleet to Dunkirk Oil Terminal. Yes. And Jane McDonald, well, she was on board to do a cabaret at midnight. Yeah. Pat decided to hide in a wardrobe oh. and look at her when she was getting dressed. And she had, she had a size 12 stiletto, Ian and Kath. <gasps> and she, and then she started spraying herself with V.I. Poo. Oh, that's, uh, that's good, that stuff. You use that, don't you, Catherine? Gets rid of the stench of your, actually, yeah, yeah. your stools. Yeah. Well, you but, said, hmm? you said her legs looked like a road map, road atlas of the, of the Pyrenees, didn't you? Because of a varicose vein. Oh, but don't be nasty about her. That's what you said. Oh. Don't, I'm going to talk nasty. Don't mean Pyrenees, pair of knees. Good one. Yeah. That's you a... know what happened? Mm. He got caught, and now we're locked in the cabin. Oh. And Jane McDonald's helicoptered off the ferry. Oh. She was mid. She was just doing winner takes it all and doing the split, and then she, does it she so got well. taken away. Yeah, she does it so well. She does it so mm. well. You, you really should treat our celebrities uh, with a bit more respect. I did. I was as quiet as a mouse in that cupboard. Okay, well that's fair enough then. I apologise. He, he even he even vaselined his zipper. Okay. God. Okay. Okay. So I've mean, gone a bit too far, isn't it? It's gone a little bit too far, isn't it? If if Alan thinks it's going a bit too far, you've gone a bit too far. Alan. Alan. Yes. Alan, are you on Grinder? I am not gay. You should you should get Grinder, Alan. You would go down. No, I can never run with Kendall, Alan Grinder. Okay, all right. <laughs> I I was on, I was on Grinder. I completed it. I I got to level two and then I gave up. Did you? Yeah. Were there any zombies on your? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was in Crawley and there was plenty of zombies on okay, mine. Okay. Well, um, Alan, thanks for calling. Thank you. There we go. Um, uh, Pat and Clive, it's nice to talk to you. Uh, we've not spoken oh. for quite a while. No, um, did you hear us on last week saving Kath's job? I, I, I don't listen to Kath's show. It's, I, 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 I like good I radio. I find it tedious. 
nor did anyone else buy it. Yeah. But listen, we managed to save it for her. We came to the foyer. Oh. Um, I didn't know you'd moved to LBC. Yep. Yeah, I told him that. But um, we, we helped save it by some wit and repartee. Yep. Okay. Oh, now listen, yes. we've been practicing. We haven't got it quite off pat yet. Yes. But would you like us to ring in next week and do our mm. special balloon dance? He's, oh. give, he's giving us the option. I mean, the answer I want to say is no, but I just I, wondered how cruel... Ian, Hello? Ian, you've let me do a lot of things on your show. and You're not not going to let us do this, hmm? Oh. Hang on, you're not not. Hang on, not, not how many negatives is that? So that means... You are yeah. going to let us. Um, I mean, if we're really well, sure... But you owe us because we... we, we, <laughs> we, we <laughs> I owe you! Because we did the show on Thursday and Friday night. Yeah, we saved the, we saved the station. Oh, but it's not my show. I wasn't here Thursday and Friday night. I was lying in a heap in bed crying and wondering what the point of existence was. Mm. Well, yeah, I was in in double bubble. Yeah. I tell you what, if you call in next week, if we're quiet on calls, we'll let you do your balloon dance. Oh, stiffy. Listen, listen, do you, do you want a video of it sending or putting on your YouTube channel? No, I, I really, I really, could I, really... No, can I, could, could we see it first, see if it's suitable? I don't want to see it. I usually do. You want to see well, me and Clive in Speedos? I, I do. Start, right. I have to use 12 balloons because I'm slightly larger, gentlemen. Yes. And John uses four. Who's okay. John? Who's John? <laughs> so there's three people, there's three people in this troupe now. Exactly. Yeah. John's the choreographer. John, 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 blow, John blows everything John, up and gets them hard. John is my friend who blows the balloons up because yeah. I haven't got the lung capacity and Pat smokes too much. Well, you did have the lung capacity last night. Okay, oh, thank, you, go, very much. thank you very much. I was waiting indeed. for that. There we go. There's no need for that. A disgusting behaviour. Did we do the 22? Uh, fine, in that case, we'll go to... There's no reprieve, Ian. We'll go to Jesse. Good evening, Jesse. Hello. Hello, Jesse. How are you? I wish that Not I was dead. No, don't say that. I do a little bit, but I'm all right. Go on, Jesse. What you got for I've us? I've put together four words that describe you, Ian. Oh, God. Brave. Brave. Let me write these. It's one of the windy. Shut up. Let me write these down. Brave. Brave. Courageous. Courageous. It means the same thing. Inspirational. Oh, yeah. And kind. Okay. Do you like that? I, I was hoping they'd be like fit or, or uh, sexy or something. <laughs> Sounds sexy. <laughs> Jesse, did you get your? We sent your record to you. Did yeah. You, did you thank get it? You very much. You got it. I love it. Beautiful. Have you played it? No. <laughs> I've got to get one of my carers, who's your, one of your fans. He's yeah. seen you twice. To bring his record player oh, and play it. <laughs> the people that love it most so far, Jesse, the people who haven't listened to it. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to it. Um, Jesse. Yes. I ages ago, just they asked her. I spoke to you both. I sent you both an email about the private. Yes, we we. Yes, it's in, no, <laughs> you haven't yet. That we kind of just. You did get it. We got it. We oh, got that's it. That's all I want to check. Thank you, <laughs> Jesse. We got it. Always love you to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. See you later on. Ta ta. Bye. 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 Will you leave her alone? Brave, courageous. Catherine, could you read read those words for me, please? At the bottom of the page there. That, that, that is, uh... Uh, 
uh, I, uh, I forgot Kath can't read. No, it's just your writing. You know what the words are, just say them, recite them. Brevae, Cora, Gius. Inspiration. You're saying inspirational, but you're just inspirational. You're just saying it in a funny accent. Kind, you're saying the words. Kind. Humble, humblest guy you know. I am the most humble guy I've ever met. What are you writing that down for anyway? Um, I feel really bad about how I spoke to Chris. How do we fix that? Well, you could give him a ring back during the news, off air. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. I apologise for the way I spoke. The message is true and the message stands, but um, maybe I was too aggressive. With I don't it. think you're aggressive at all. I think you have to be direct because as we've found in the past, yeah. it doesn't register. But if you're feeling uncomfortable I'm feeling about very, it, very uncomfortable. Give him a ring. Feeling very, very uncomfortable. And... Um, I've got builders coming tomorrow at 8 o'clock in the morning. Is that a euphemism? No, literally got builders. Uh, uh, what are people, people are still talking about um, the strawberries. It was a big moment. To be fair, lives. Ian ate the strawberries and then wanted to admit it straight away. Who on earth does that, says Nozzy. People are in a really weird, insane environment. Even Ernst and Dirk said that's weird. I get lost in. No, they didn't. Nope. They said it was hilarious. Yeah, get lost. Also, Nozzy, is that your real face? I'm a funny guy. And also, Nozzy, are you Muhammad Ali? <laughs> <laughs> Someday I'll find you. Do you know that song? Moonlight behind you. True to the dream I am dreaming. As you draw nearer. I smile, a little smile, for a little while, we shall stand hand in hand, someday I'll find you, oh, we're going again? moonlight behind you, true to, you, what, you know, do you I know that know song? I don't know it, no. That's a great I don't, song. I don't know if I'd recognise it if I did know it. Oh, shut your face. Uh, this is it. This is it. Hang on, I've got it. Here we go. Cookies are out of this world. What a, Who told you you can eat my cookies? No, that's not it. Sorry. Um, someday I'll find you. What's it called? Someday I'll find you, I guess. I'll find you. Oh! Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I've not heard this version. This could... Here we go. She's not the original. We're going to be late for the news. Who cares? I don't care. This is not the original. I'll play the original in a minute. <clears throat> Miss Shola Amma. Oh! Oh, yeah. When one is lonely. That's awful. Here we go. Here we go. There's John, the writer of the song. Mr. Noel Coward. What are you doing here? I'm on my honeymoon. Very interesting. So am I. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying it. it. It hasn't started yet. Neither is mine. Are you happy? Perfectly. Good. It's a great are you? song. Ecstatically. Ecstatically. What's she like? Fair. Very pretty. Plays the piano beautifully. 
very comfortable. How's yours? I'd rather not discuss it. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. He'll probably come popping out in a minute and I shall see for myself. Have you known her long? About four months. We met on a house party in Norfolk. Very flat in Norfolk. There's no need to be unpleasant. Your voice takes on an acid quality every time you mention her. I swear I'll never mention her again. I'm sure they'll start singing soon. Don't worry about the notes. Oh, yeah. yours. Thank you. Here we go. That orchestra seems to have a remarkably small repertoire. When are they going to stop this and go at it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ladies <clears> and <throat> gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Mr. Noel Coward, the master. behind you through to the dream I am dreaming as I draw near you you'll smile a little smile for a little while we shall stand hand in hand I'll leave you never love you forever all our past sorrow redeeming try to make it true say you love me too oh it's great someday I'll find you again what a song you know it's about being gay all of his a lot of his love songs about being gay in a world when it was illegal and unacceptable to be gay. So on the face of it, that's a great romantic song between a man and a woman. That's a great song. And you look below it, you go, oh, shit, right. Next hour is Noel Coward Hour. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Sorry, I was trying to do so. I, I spoke. Let me just. Let me just. We sort out Lulu. Let me sort out Lulu. Hey, lads. Um, oh. I spoke to Chris. I was trying to do several things. I guess about. I spoke to Chris. Chris is cool. Right. We're all cool. Everybody's cool. Chris is not offended. He's not upset. He's cool. He's going to keep on listening, but he's not going to call. But he's cool. I think that's best for everybody. Here is the inferior cover version of Rock. the boat that I wrote by Scotland's diminutive pop star Lala.
Lulu. I sat at her feet. Well, she's a she's a very I interviewed her for a show that never got aired. Very charismatic, very sexy uh, woman. Um, and I sat at her feet in the green room while she told us tales of David Bowie and pops. It was just wonderful. I mean, really, she is a woman. <laughs> I think you can verify that. Yes. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Welcome to the Noel Coward Hour. Uh, this is going to blow your mind. It's Steve from Glasgow. Good evening, Steve. How are you? How are you doing? It's a different Steve from oh. Glasgow. There's more than one yeah, Steve. Yeah, different Steve. There's more than one Steve in Glasgow. I'm good, mate. How are you doing? Oh, good. All good. I've just finished the Tobolowski Files. Oh, uh-huh. whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on a second. Let me get a little, little recap. Right, so Stephen Tobolowski, he is uh, an actor. And he pops up in so many things now. I was watching something with the boys the other day, um, and he was he was one of the voices in the cartoon. I went, oh, that's. I went. He's everything. He's everything. And I said, oh, that's my that's my friend Stephen. He's in the film Groundhog Day, which they've only seen half of because they found it a bit boring. But my boys then went, oh yeah, he's the guy that gets punched in the face. They recognised his voice. And uh, that's, we, that, that's was, how I explained him to everybody else. He was on the show, uh, and he does this brilliant podcast, The Tobolowsky Files, where it's him recounting very theatrically these wonderful stories about, you know, growing up. You've done all of them? Yeah, well, uh, <sighs> I first discovered them through your podcast. I spent all my time with you and Kath in the bath. Oh, cheeky monkey, but I don't right. mind. I'm getting a new bath. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, apologies, apologies, apologies. <laughs> apologies. Right. Oh, I, I caught myself there. <laughs> um, oh. uh, yeah, you got me into day five. You got me into... I thought I was about day five before. Oh, day five is good. Well, listen, then you're going to love... This is my recommendation tonight, and I don't know when it comes out on DVD... Uh, but the, the, it's called The Amazing Jonathan Documentary. There's another one, which is also great, but the one you have to see now is The Amazing Jonathan Documentary. It is incredible. I will look it up tomorrow. Are you on Twitter, Steve? I am, but I don't know how to work it. Oh, okay. Well, if you fax, because Tobolowsky's on there, and he will reply to people, and if you send him a little tweet saying you've done his whole podcast, he will probably reply saying thank you very much. Oh, really? So, so I, know he does it, I know he does Edinburgh Festival once in a while. He I'm, does I'm it once that. in a while. If he comes over, man, I'm, I'm going, and I'm, I'm kidnapping him, and he's going to come and sit in that chair right there, because he is an, an amazing storyteller. Amazing. Um, hey, nice one, Steve. Thanks for letting us know that. I appreciate it. Uh, are you coming to, you're doing a tour again? Are you coming to Glasgow again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're coming to Glasgow. Hang on a minute. I'm going to tell you the date we're coming to Glasgow. It's not for a while, but if you book early, it helps us out. We are, uh, ianlee.com slash event. We are, um, Cardiff in March, Birmingham in April. Brighton in June, Manchester in July. We are at the Glasgow Glee Club on the 23rd of August. Doesn't that sound like a lifetime away? But it will come and go very, very quickly. Yes, I won't fall to it. Nice one, I, bought, I actually got a ticket for the Flying Duck, and I missed it. Oh. I, I forgot about it. Was, I, 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 bought it I bought it that early, and I forgot about you, it. You didn't miss, you didn't miss a, the greatest night in hours. It was a weird it was old a vibe. One. They it weren't was, really ready for it. It was a good show. It was a good show, but it was. We're, we're in a better venue this time, I think. Cool. Nice one. Look forward to shaking, shaking your hand, Steve. Thank you, mate. Right. Good night, buddy. Have a good night. Cheers. Thank yeah. you very much. There you go. That was nice. You finished the Tobolowsky. Do you know I'd forgotten about them, I, actually. I finished them. They're brilliant. He stopped doing them, you see, so you've got, you've no, got time to catch up. Guys, guys, everybody, everybody just cool out.
Yeah. Tough crowd. New, got... There's a new um, Office Hours Tim Heidecker podcast out today. I devoured that. It's like this is a phoning show. Um, but he gets to call the callers the C word sometimes. <laughs> and I was listening to it in my car thinking, I'm so jealous. You also never hear him apologise for being rude to the callers. No, no, but then he doesn't have to follow the rules of Ofcom. No, he doesn't. Or common decency, which I do, because that's what I am. Um, do you want some, should we have a little bit of no cash? Should we educate ourselves? Mm. Should we have, there's been no, no cow. Um, oh, um, okay, let's, let's, um, oh, right. Okay, let's, let's, let's have some no cow. Let's do some no cow. Let's educate you. The rap music or the pop music or the drum and bass and all the, 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 the drill. We've got a lot of drill artists listening to us. Put, put, put down your drills. Put, put down your video cameras. Let's, let, 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 let's have, let's have some real music. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome, uh, uh, Noel Coward. Um, and his song London Pride about um, his experience, probably not all of his experiences during the blackout, but his experience during the Blitz. London Pride. London Pride has been handed down to us. London Pride is a flower that's free. London Pride means our own dear town to us and our pride it forever will be. Oh, Liza, see the Costa Barrows, the vegetable marrows, and the fruit piled high. Oh, Liza, little London sparrows, Carven Garden Market where the Costas cry. Cockney feet mark the beats of history. <laughs> Cockney feet mark the beat of history. history. That's a great line, isn't it? Cockney beat mark the feet of history. No. Nope. Feet, feet mark the beat of history. Feet mark the beat of history. Every street pins a memory down. Nothing ever can quite replace the grace of London town. Come on. It's great. Terribly, terribly good. All right, okay. You know the song, Don't Put Your Daughter on the Stage, Mrs. Worthington? Yes. Do you know it? Yes. You, you know it's packed full of jokes. Mm-hmm. Packed full of jokes. Don't put your daughter on the stage. Um, it's just packed. Lots of innuendo about what happens to actresses. Um, here we go. Here we go. This is... Don't put your daughter on the stage, Mrs. Worthington. No, it's a different version. That's not, that's not, that's not the version that, um, let's try this one. Let's try this one. This is better. Mrs. Worthington, don't put your daughter on the stage. Don't put your daughter on the stage, Mrs. Worthington. Don't put your daughter on the stage. The profession is overcrowded and the struggle is pretty tough. And admitting the fact she's burning to act, that isn't quite enough. She has nice hands to give the wretched girl her due, but don't you think her bust is too developed for her age? I repeat, Mrs. Worthington, sweet Mrs. Worthington, don't put your daughter on the stage. The best he can say about her is she has nice hands. hands. Dear Mrs. Worthington, of Wednesday the 23rd, although your baby may be keen on a stage career, how can I make it clear this is not a good idea for her to hope Dear Mrs. Worthington, is on the face of it absurd. Her personality is not, in reality, exciting enough, inviting enough for this particular sphere. Don't put your daughter on the stage, Mrs. Worthington. Don't put your daughter on the stage. 
she's a bit of an ugly duckling, you must honestly confess. And the width of her seat would surely defeat her chances of success. <laughs> oh, it's a loud shame. voice. And though it's not exactly flat, she'll need a little more than that to earn a living wage on my knees, Mrs. Worthington. Please, Mrs. Worthington. Don't put your daughter on the stage. Don't put your daughter on the stage, Mrs. Worthington. Don't put your daughter on the stage. Though they said at the School of Acting she was lovely as Pierre Gint. I'm afraid on the whole an ingenue role would emphasize her squint. Oh. As lovely as Piggin, I'm afraid on the whole an ingenie role would emphasize her squint. I mean... She's a big girl. And though her teeth are fairly good, she's not the type I ever would be eager to engage. No more butts, Mrs. Worthington. Nuts, Mrs. Worthington. Don't put your daughter on the stage. In there. Fat shaming there. We don't have that language. We, um, we don't. Can I have, a, can I have I, we got no phone calls. I'm just going to play an old coward all night. Yeah. got no phone calls. Okay. Just thinking about what Mrs. Worthington could do there. Well. These days, she'd just come back the next day. <laughs> um, well, oh, don't let's be beastly to the Germans. We all know that. You know that one. Mm. That's a good one. Um, oh. And the dipping. What was that? Uh, uh, this is a, oh, Nina from Argentina. This is a great song. Here we go. Excuse us, dear listener, if you're not interested in any of this, tough. This is education for you. The bird. Oh, there we go. You can call. As soon as we, people call in, we'll, we'll, we'll stop doing this. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the phone number. Same again. Oh, no, it's the same one. What does that come up for? What does that come up for? Um, let's, um, let's try this one. Let's try this one. That's not, that's not knockout. Let's try this one. Here we go. It's not very good. Hang on. Bear, bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me. Here. Do you know this one? Mm-hmm. This is great. Whack it up a bit. Although her relatives and friends were perfect dancers, she swore she'd never dance a step until she died. She said, I've seen too many movies, and all they prove is too idiotic. They all insist that South America's exotic, whereas it couldn't be more boring if it tried. Added firmly that she hated the sound of soft guitars. Here's the thing about Noel Coward, right? Everything, oh, this is posh, funny posh old guy. Uh, he wrote so many plays and so many songs. He wrote like hundreds and hundreds of songs, right? Some of them are a little bit ropey, but most of them are incredible. He wrote so many plays and then converted them into movies. He was the first, um, well, I can't think of anybody who's ever done as much as he did he in so many acted. different and he acted and he acted he put on the biggest ever production on the west end stage which i think was called so long since i've read into him i think it was called cavalcade uh-huh. and it had something like 200 actors in it 
this is like in 1938 or something, and it was just, too, it just and, it, and it flopped because there were just too many, they could never get their money back. When it? I was a kid on the weekend, we used to go to my grandma's on a Saturday, on a Sunday, and back then there weren't children's television channels, right? So you all watched the same thing, oh, right? Yeah. And it might be an old black and white film, it might be, often it was a cowboy yeah. film if it was my granddad's Gen choice. Genevieve, I remember watching Genevieve, because there was nothing else on. And on here's the film that really stuck in my <coughs> mind, and it was black, I think it was black and white, Blythe Spirit. Yes. Incredible film. I found it spooky and funny and strange and I I was I must have been about 7 or 8. Yeah. Brilliant film. Absolutely brilliant film. Yeah, but based on a play. Uh, of course he wrote Brief Encounter. I had to just google it just to double check. I thought he couldn't he couldn't have written Brief Encounter. He wrote Brief Encounter. It was based on the all plays and he wrote the screenplay for the film. And when you think about what Brief Encounter is Brief about. Brief Encounter is such a great film. But also you know, the forbidden love, so basically. So, so many, uh, when you know he's gay, in an era when it was, it was not only it was illegal, it just, it was ixnay on the, on the A-gay, uh, you can just see so many clues. Well, even with Blythe Spirit, so he's got a past love living alongside, not living rather, yep. alongside his current one, and he doesn't want her to get involved with her, and... It's all, it's all floating around there, isn't it, that stuff? Um, who's the bald guy? Narrow it down. Etc. 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 Oh, Yul Brynner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, um, you've got, you've got to come around and watch, uh, The Magic Christian, right? Because it is, um, it's incredible. And, uh, and there is a bit in it where Yul Brynner in full drag sings. I think this is, this sings this. He's my big, obviously, but I know it's stupid. Hang on a minute. Let me get the, let me get the clip from the film because it is. Here we go. This is it from the Magic Christian. This is this is worth seeing. Look at this, Roman Polanski, you'll bring up. Doesn't doesn't he look hot? Well, no, I think he looks like one of hinge and bracket. <laughs> Would you like to buy a girl a drink, big boy? Directed by a friend, of course. Mm -hmm. He's looking at you, mister. Mad about the boy. I know it's stupid to be mad about the boy. I'm so ashamed of it. But must admit the sleepless nights. And again, and it's a beautiful love song, right? It's a gorgeous love song. Beautiful. Got a woman singing about a guy, right? That is beautiful. But then when you know it's Noel Coward singing about a boy that talks about being ashamed of it, and it just takes on a whole new meaning. The cat about the boy. The cat about the boy. I mean, it's just uh, some song. Right, let's take a break. Then we've got Simon, we've got Alistair. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio, the radio show that knows truth is always stranger than fiction. Week Monday, I get shoes. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio. Yeah. 
Here's the thing, guys. I'm getting tweets and messages and stuff. Listen, if you're struggling at the moment, you're welcome to give us a call and we can have a chat. Uh, I, I, I don't do private messages anymore. I don't do DMs. Some of you will know why, and that's fair enough. Um, uh, if you email ian at ianlee.com, we can't really help with the mental health stuff, really. I don't mind reading your stories, but we can't really help. But also, Catherine and I get those emails. So you're not writing directly to me. You're not writing directly to Catherine. It's just whoever picks it up first on our phones. Um, and, um, uh, th- 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 someone emailing me now, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I, I've given you the number of the Samaritans and you said you've tried for 20 minutes and no answer, it's more a doctor you're looking for. Okay, great, I wish you the best of luck. I, I, I don't really know what I can do. You're welcome to phone us up. You're welcome to phone us up and we'll kick some ideas around and have a chat, but uh, on, on Twitter, I, I, I can't really help. Um, and, uh, I hope you understand why. If you're struggling, and you do want to try the Samaritans, and they do sometimes get busy, and they do sometimes struggle to answer a call. I know that I've, you know, when I've not been answered as quickly as I wanted to once, and when you're feeling as, as bad as one can feel, that's not great, and you can take it personally, but generally I think they do the, the, an amazing job. The number for the Samaritans, it's anonymous, it's free, 116-123. That's it. One one six one two three. It's anonymous. You give a fake name if you want. They're generally using a fake name to protect themselves. You can. You, they don't know your phone number. They don't know where you're from. You can tell them anything. You can hang up if you want to. Nearly said if you bottle it, but it's not. It's more complicated than, than that, isn't it? So one one six one two three is the telephone number to give them a call. Good evening, Simon. Evening, Ian. Evening, Carl. What can we do for you tonight? Uh, any chance for games Adamant? Uh, okay, uh, you go first. Adamant? To power. Ultravox. XTC. Cat Stevens. Spandau Ballet. Tanita Tickleron. Mike Nesmith. Ooh. Howard Ooh. Jones. Sade. Elastica. Abba. Back to me. It- Alison Moye. Bava. Echo Belly. Yellow ends in a no. OMD. Duran Duran. Nico. Omar. Roxette. Evan Dando. Orange juice. Erasure. That's who I was thinking of. It goes back to you, Simon. Extreme. Goes back to you, Catherine. Getting the double E's out here. Electronic. It's you. Oh, is it me? Is it going around that way? Mm -hmm. So I got confused. Um... Uh, Claire Grogan. Nickelback. Kajagoogoo. Mm. Um, oh gosh. Five, four, three. Olive. Five, four, three. Avon Andrews. Thank you very much for your call, Simon. <laughs> <sighs> It was going so well. <laughs> it was going so, so well. Um, so well. 
Let us go to Alistair. Good evening, Alistair. That was just like uh, a radio version of the God, the Bad and the Ugly. <laughs> well, we won't ask who was who. <laughs> well, the cops, obviously Catherine was the good one. Thanks very much, Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? No, what do you want, no. Alistair? Uh, well, I love your man first, but isn't, like you suggest, no coward. What an absolute talent. Oh, he's brilliant. Absolute brilliant talent. And wasn't he in the Italian job? Yes, this yeah. is my toilet. <laughs> yes. And uh, he, he, he was one of the, the my highlights in that film, because he was so brilliant. In the, he was a prisoner, wasn't he, in, uh, in Clink, and uh, he kind of controlled um, people and stuff. It was he, was the, he, was the, he was the boss. He was um, yeah, uh, um, in um, Harry... He, basically, he was the Harry Grout character in Porridge, wasn't yeah. he? He was the, 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 the posh guy at the, the top. He was running the place, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to find... Um, oh... Let me. I've, you know, he did. He, he went to Las Vegas and did loads of shows in Las Vegas. Gosh, he, how did, did that Cat go? It, I'll, I'll, I'll play you a bit. Theatre um, work or, or yeah, musical? Like a one-man show. He went to oh, Vegas. Really? Let me find. Let me find him doing. Um, uh, hang on. Uh, it, it, it's a gr no coward live in Vegas. Right? Yeah. Is absolutely. It's it's incredible. I think this is the Vegas version of him doing. Um, here we go. Now he didn't write this, but Mr. Irving Berlin often emphasizes sin in a charming way. Mr. Coward, we know, wrote a song or two to show sex was here to stay. Richard Rogers, it's true, took a more romantic view of this sly biological urge, but it really was Cole who contrived to make the whole thing merge. He said the Belgians. And Greeks do it. Greeks. Nice young men who sell antiques do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. Monkeys, whenever you look, do it. Ali Khan and King Farouk do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's it's fall the timing. It's not his song, but the timing. Luella Parsons can't quite do it. He's changed some of But she's so highly strung. She's a Hollywood critic, wasn't she, Luella yeah. Parsons? Marlena might do it, but she looks far too young. Each man out there shooting crap does it. Davy Crockett in that dreadful cap does it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. But then listen to the audience at the end, man. Consume does it. Even Liberace, we assume, does it. A big gay joke. Big old gay joke. Listen to the crowd. Honestly, go, treat yourself, dear listener. The Noel Coward Live in Las Vegas album from 1955. 1955! It's just a joy, and he's in his absolute element. It's like, could be considered past his prime. I had a brilliant thing last night, Alistair, on the way home, right? Oh. Um, sometimes I listen to talk radio, sometimes I listen yeah. to BBC London, and uh, at 1.30, on 4 Extra... They play a documentary, and I always check it out. Sometimes it's like really boring, and sometimes it's something you think, "Oh, I've not heard that." There was a documentary from 2010 last night about the American folk singer 
Peggy Seeger. I was going to say Pete Seeger, but that was her brother. Peggy Seeger, who was married to Ewan McCall, who was Kirsty McCall's dad. The song... Oh, really? The f- song, First Time Ever I Saw Your Face, mm-hmm. was written about her, right? He sang it to her over the phone, right? And said, I've written a song about you. Um, and she, when this was made, she was 76... 76. She's still going. She's 84 now. And um, she's still performing, right? And yeah. she's being interviewed by a woman who knew her when the w- the interviewer was a kid, right? And she's going, uh, do you think, thinking back, when, when were you in the prime of your life? She went, that's a ridiculous question. I'm in the prime of my life now. Every moment of my life has been the prime of my life. Every second is the prime of my life. It's, we're, we're all in the prime of our lives right now. And you think, whoa, she's right. It's a 76 year old woman. You're thinking, yes, she's right. And she, the, the, the younger woman says, what, what, what the, what the disadvantages to growing older? She says, doesn't matter about the disadvantages. They are totally outweighed by the advantages. All the all the knowledge I've got now that I didn't have at 16 or 30 or 50, all of the knowledge and experience I've got now, yeah, okay, my looks are fading and my tits are sagging a bit, but everything else totally outweighs that. It was really inspirational. She was incredible. And she's going... I, I only play six instruments. I play the guitar, the five-string banjo, the piano, the British squeeze box, the dulcimer, <laughs> uh, and something else. And then she said, she said this with a chuckle. She said, and here's something very naughty. A friend of mine last week bought me an electric guitar. <laughs> I may be learning that very soon. I used to think, flipping it. So inspirational, man. It That's was, and, and yeah. such an amazing story. And there was a song that I will play tomorrow that I heard, and I'd ne- I'm not really a fan of that proper kind of folky stuff, but it was this inc- incredible song. I, sh- I had to shazam it. I had to pull over and shazam it. it I-, I tweeted it. Uh, Garden of Flowers by Peggy Seeger. Oh, man, I've never heard anything like it. It was stunning. Excellent. So, I don't remember what I was talking about, Peggy. So, prime of your life. That was it. Prime of your life. This very second, where I have more knowledge now than I had when I was 20, when I was 30, than when I was 45. I've got more knowledge now. You've, we've all got more knowledge than we've ever had. This, Alistair, this second, this moment right now is the prime of your life. And that's it, and the, and, and kind of it feeds into kind of general advice you get from a lot of therapists and others. Yep. That say the, one of the, one of the best things that you can try and do, and you can do it by all sorts of means, is to stay in the present. Don't look back, don't look forward. Stay in the present. Yeah, it's a tough one to do, man, and I struggle with that. I'm always tough. projecting but, into uh, three months from now, and Bill, I got to pay, and you know, I pay my car insurance in March, and I think, ah, but staying in the moment. Yeah, yeah avoiding d- disasturbation. Sorry? That's yeah, right. that's, wow. what, that's what Katie Puckrick calls it. You know, when you, when you catastrophize, when you, when you imagine, <laughs> yeah. this is going to happen, like and then as a result of that, this is going to happen, and then as a result oh, of that, yeah. and before you know it, there's no point starting this thing because it's all going to end in, in tears. But actually, you've not done anything at all yeah. except no. disasturbation. Oh, I like that. I'm having that. I'm having yeah. that one, Alistair. Can I say a couple of things about documentaries, Ian? Yeah, go for life. Um, now. Um, some people may accuse me of being dull, right? Um, one of my favourite experiences a couple of days ago, I found a new documentary about Watergate. 
and it was four and a half hours long. Oh, I saw I saw someone tweeting about that the other day. Is that, is that, that just me? Out? Probably. Oh, maybe <laughs> maybe it was. Maybe it was. Um, now the reason, you know, I'm so intrigued by it is because I remember it. Right. When it first broke in yeah. the 70s, and my brother got the book by um, Carl. What's his name? The the the, the American journalist Bernstein? who broke the story. That's it, yeah. The, deep throat. Deep throat. Deep throat. And deep uh, it was an absolute joy. Now, the other one, um, very late to the party, I had a look at um, a documentary about Kurt Cobain's death. Is that the Nick Brunfield one? It's No, I'd seen that before. This was by the the private detective. Okay. Guy, uh, and 2015. Yes. Now, I had no idea that the police department completely messed up the investigation. Oh. I mean, they didn't investigate. Go on, how did they mess it up? They did what, by not doing well, anything? Assuming it was exactly. a suicide and leaving it at that? Yeah, that oh. was it. They, they, um, um, oh, I can't remember the details because my memory's so bad. But <laughs> it's like getting my mum to describe a book she's read. Well, they, this they, man got murdered. Or was it a woman? Says no, you. Who was the bald fella? Hey, get this. Get this, Alistair. Right? right. We are watching First Dates. Right? Uh, first Dates. Right. It's the program where it's that French, annoying French guy. He's not annoying, he's delicious. Uh, he's pointless, he should be a robot. Fresh. And he hosts a, a horny restaurant for swingers, right? <laughs> and people come in and they're encouraged to have sex for um, money. Uh, and what? Well, yeah, he, he is. No, well, they, it's to meet up and have a date, right? It's called Right. And there was a guy, literally, the, the episode started, and a guy came on and went, I know him, me. I went, I know him. He's called Bernard. He's a carpet seller. What? I said, he's been on telly before. And I, 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 I googled it, Alistair. And for the first time ever, I was right. I recognised someone. He was on the classic episode, week long, of Come Dine With Me, where a woman, it was, everyone was incredible. Everyone was yeah. incredible. And a woman, very sad story, so hesitate the laughing, because you'll identify with this. At the time it was funny, a woman, on the night that she was cooking, fell asleep at the dinner table. Someone right? else had to do a main course. Someone else had to do it. Now, at the time, very, very funny. It takes a very tragic turn of events. Several years later, Turns out, I think you know where this is going, Alistair, that woman was uh, uh, an alcoholic and oh, she, she took her own life. Really, really sad story. Oh, she took yeah. her own life. And that week of Come Dine With Me is pulled. You cannot find it anywhere. There are seconds of it, seconds of it on YouTube, but the week is gone. And it's a real shame because her illness to one side, and it, the, yeah. it was a problem throughout the week, you could tell, but her yeah. illness to one side, it was one of the most incredible mixtures of people you have ever seen in your life. It was peak come dine with it me. It sounds like it's right up there with take your money and get off my property. Yeah. Oh, it was it was peak every second. And it was so exciting that we I, I was doing a show on another radio station and Channel 4 refused to let us speak to any... They were very protective about the come dine with me guests, mm. right? So I did a bit of detective work and I, Bernard, they, Bernard said he worked in a carpet cellars and they said roughly what area. So I found out all the carpet sellers. Third one got him. Boom. Um, but so I'm and watching... of course he's a shy retiring yeah. type who doesn't like to talk they about all stuff. Ca they all came on, I think, in the end. And there was a woman... Oh, how did she talk? Oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just like, she's a bit like Frankie Howard. Right. If anyone's got it, I'd love to see it again. Um, but anyway, oh, so we're watching first dates, and I went, 
that's Bernard from Come Down With Me. And it was. And it was. I've noticed a few people popping up on various reality TV shows over the years, and I do wonder whether their names are kept on file. Yeah, oh, oh, well, that's, Characters. that's how, um, Dick and Dom got their break. Is it? Dom and Steph. Dick and, Dom and Steph <laughs> got their break, because they were on Four in a Bed. Right, yeah. yes, and then Gogglebox. Then Gogglebox, and then... Yeah. The World. Uh, but, well, not, not talk radio now, but <laughs> Ixnay on the radio tape. But, um, yeah, so, uh, so, yes, they do. Anyway, go on. <laughs> that was a tangent. Um, yeah. I don't quite know how we well, got there. <laughs> the last thing I'm not sure you want to do because yeah. um, it involves nope. um, me remembering a brief moment on a French holiday, and where I was in a bar, and they had this screen, yeah. and the, it was when they were playing a lot of music videos at the time everywhere, and this music video came on with a female singer, and the video was very hot. Can I just say, and. For ages and ages, I, I couldn't get the tune out. Of my was, it, head. was it Sabrina, Boys, Boys, Boys? Because that is no. a hot video. Oh, it's a silly but video. The, um, this week, I actually discovered it. What was it? And it's Tandem by Vanessa Parody. Oh, beautiful. and it is brilliant. And I wondered if Catherine could um, translate. Oh, okay, well, you, you sing it. Oh, no, I can't. Oh, well, I thought you. Well, hang on, let me look for the words. What's it called? Camden? Tandem. Tandem. T-A-N-D-E-M. All right, let's, oh. let's, let's, let's find it. Here we go. This is, uh, oh, let's, 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 let's have a... Tune. All right, well, well, I'm just going to boot it up on the... Dans l'amour, je t'aime, trop de haine, mais jamais, jamais, un seul haine. Here we go. Oh, my God, there's a... Jesus, wet. Say what I mean? Yes, mate, there's a topless woman playing guitar. <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell? Wow. <laughs> what is it about? Okay, it says, um, in, in je t'aime, in I love you, well, too sense. much M and never, never a, a, a single you. N. In what? love forever, what? it's the for or the against, what? but it's often the hate. What else are you talking about? I know. I, mean, I hope that clears yeah. things up for you, Alison. Go back uh, and watch the video the and um, watch the topless lady playing guitar. This is Talk Radio. The radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. I would just say, let me just... Uh, Mark, just hang in there. Don't do anything crazy tonight. Mark's been tweeting me. Just hang in there. People love you. You're a good human being. We don't want to lose another soldier um, in this. So just hang in there, man. Hang in there. You got this. I'm going to take this call. I'll take call straight to air for the, the last bit of the show. Hang in there, Mark. Love you, man. Hello, hello you're on the radio. Hi, yes. Hello, could you... Turn this down a bit. Yeah, turn it off a lot. Do you have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The late night alternative. That sounds good. We should listen to that. Hello. 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 I'm about getting one of these records, then, Ian. The, what, sorry? One of the records. Oh, you get them from my website now. What's it called? 
uh, the website? Yes. If you go to ianlee.com. Yeah. Forward slash shop. Yeah. You can you can order it there. Right. It's that simple. Hello, we're gonna. Hello, we're Oh, you do some great things on that radio station. Um, uh, we also do some horrible rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> we also do some really nasty, mean stuff that doesn't help anybody. But thank you. I'm glad you're enjoying it, Val. Yeah, always listen. Wicked. Thank you very much indeed. We're going to take some calls straight to air just to get as many of these calls. And thank you, Val. Hello, line two. You're on the wireless. Gordon is alive. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. You'll never prove it. We'll take calls straight to air. 0344 Weird vibe tonight. Weird vibe. I've got a knot in my stomach. I just feel... I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean, Jellybean? Oh, I think my eldest cat is dying. I think that's, I think Velvet's on the, uh, I think Velvet's on the way out, to be honest. She's not eating. She's not eating. She's nearly 21. Very thin anyway. And she's just not eating. She'll go and sniff the food. She'll lick the food. But she won't eat the food. And I bought her some ham today. A favourite. She didn't eat it. You very kindly brought me some cat broth yeah for her which i will i will give her willingly if she just drinks something yeah yeah um i i i don't know if it's the kittens that have, oh, the other girls have kind of accepted the kittens now um i had a little lie down this afternoon and i sat i sat up and there was mucky with the two the two babies about a foot away and then while the babies were asleep mucky just got up and went <laughs> <laughs> i hate you Mux, <laughs> <laughs> i saw that <laughs> but I just, I just think that Velvet is, I think we're getting to the end. She's very wobbly at the moment. Not in any pain. I checked her teeth today. Checked her teeth to make sure, and her teeth are all there. She, I don't think she's lost any teeth, actually, which is amazing. Um, but, and I had a little cry today when I thought about it. Because she's lived with me, well, in March, if she makes it to March, I don't know. It'll be 19 years. She'll be 21 years old. 19 years. That's an insane amount of time. She's seen everything. She's seen me in a heap on the floor. She's seen me with piles of cocaine. She's seen everything, right? And uh, and I just, today I was just thinking, oh man, I think we're coming to the end. And we had a little chat about it. Oh, it makes me sad. I can't talk about it now because it makes me sad. I'm not going to cry now. Anyway, let's go to line one. You're on the wireless. Somebody's put you up to this, haven't they? You've been sent here to disrupt my natural rhythm and ruin my health. Thank you very much. Noel Coward himself calling from <laughs> Beyond the Grave. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. I feel that I've had my day, and consequently this will be my last call for a while, so I'll make it good. I want to be down with the kids. In it. Dope. We get in down. Super lit. Pump up the speakers. Yeah, it's about to go down. Gerald 2.0. Late night alternative. Guess who's back? We got every other show doing politics. And it's total shit. Thank God for Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle doing bits every night. Yeah, I got bars. I'm gonna dance. You know me, I'm artificial intelligence. 
Screw Hartley Brewer and Screw Ferrari. The only place to be is with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Yeah, peace out. Now, please introduce me. Sorry. Uh, let's go to line three. You're on the wireless. Oh, hello, Mr. Lee. Um, it was just to say... Oh, hello? Hello. Oh, turn your radio off. Oh, oh, I beg your pardon, sorry. I'll beg your pardon in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) It was, um, it was just to call up and say thank you very much. Uh, I'm Mark. Don't, 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 I'm going to say something. Don't kill yourself tonight if that was your plan earlier. No, 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 it's not. Um, Good. I wish it was. That would be, uh, that'd be quite a sweet, easy way out of it. But no, that's not the. I know what you mean. There'll be some people offended by that, but I know exactly what you mean. Then what is what's going on, man? And the the odd thing is, it's um, um, it's always been there most of my life, and then it will go away for a wee while, and then it will come back and. And so recently I've had really good things, moved to a new city, new job, and happily with a partner and stuff. And then you start getting that creeping thing and it starts to affect sort of other things in your life and you think, oh, like, don't be an idiot, don't be silly. Um, and then it, it, it just it, it hit me tonight and it, like, it hit me quite hard. And yeah, and it, I, I don't want to, I don't want to swear, but just feeling pretty rubbish. Yeah. Um, and 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 the weird thing was, I, I got home and spoke to my partner and had the big cry. And there was a, in we have this wee sort of box room. It's a studio. I was like, I'm going to go and listen to Ian now. She's like, Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> I hope you're not causing problems in your relationship. That would be. Um that's not the, the idea. I do the same so. thing when I go to enjoy myself in other ways. I'm going to listen to you. It's a, a euphemism. <laughs> I'm a euphemism for masturbation. <laughs> Jesus. That's actually pretty cool. I like that. Uh, okay, so what, what are you going to do to get through tonight then? Sleep. Go to sleep. Um, go to sleep. Well, no, do you know, actually, the plan board have, have called NHS 24. They've told me that someone will call back. Okay. Because my partner said you should not go to work tomorrow, you're not in the mindset for it, but you have to have a doctor say that you shouldn't do it and not long move to this city, so I don't have a doctor here. So I called the NHS 24 Big Pardon and they said we'll get you someone in three hours' time. Okay. Um, So it's sitting up for the next three hours to get a call back, basically, and that's the plan. Okay, okay. Uh, look after yourself. Yeah, I, I, I also don't want to take up any more yeah. time on your show yes, because yes, yes. my favourite thing is is you're you're so compassionate that I can call up tonight and go blah 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 and yeah. you'll give me the time and but I love when you get the chance just to be funny and you don't have to deal with this so I'm I'm breaking the the rule even for myself but thank you very much for your time thank, thanks for calling in I'm glad you called in Mark take care of yourself and um, hang in there brother you got this let us go to line one you're on the wireless hello 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 
enjoyed the last second and a half a lot up until then not so much well that last second and a half was great line two you're on the wireless yeah this is me playing uh the ferry aid version of let it be Boy George, Paul McCartney, Boy George, you hear Jerry Marsden a bit. This is me playing it on this radio show and commenting on it. And at some point in the future, I hope we get to hear me commenting on me commenting on the ferry aid that I'm playing now that you'll hear now. Very meta, very meta. I don't really know what meta means. I know what it means, but I don't know what... It's it, about itself. Is it Greek? Uh, oh! Yeah. yeah, it probably is I Greek. I heard there were a metonym I heard today, that that, that that term. You know what a metonym is? A nim? Mrs. Frisbee and the rats of. Nim? No. A nim is a sound. A name. Yeah, which is a sound. You're saying... What a name... It's a sound. Okay, go on. And meta is within itself, so it's a name sound within itself. Uh-huh. So if you've got a name like Brian, within that you've got the name Ian. That's a metonym. Am I right? No. Um, so oh, well. the Hollywood film industry. You're a homonym. For what? Hmm? I can't really... Um, the Hollywood film industry. I've heard of it, yes. The movie place. Known simply as Hollywood. Right. Because it's, it names itself. Well, well, no, but there's no such thing as the Hollywood film industry. Yeah, there is. That's what it, yeah, that's what you're talking about if you talk about Hollywood. No, it's not. Oh, no, it's not. It is. It's, it's on not. Only Connect, so don't disagree with me. It's not. It's not. It's, it was, what was Hollywood originally called? What, what did the... Hollywood Hills. What did the... What did the Hollywood sign originally say before... I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how Excuse Hollywood me. now refers Excuse to me. the film industry. Excuse me. What did the Hollywood sign say before a storm blew down the last few That's letters? That's not what we're talking Excuse about. Excuse me. What did the Hollywood sign say before a storm blew down the last four letters and they decided not to replace it? That is not... I'm afraid it is. Excuse me, let me finish what we're talking about. I'm afraid it is. Hollywood land. And yet you think it's called, sorry, the Hollywood film industry. Well, firstly, they don't have films in America. They have movies. Poking holes in your story the whole way through. Hello, is that the Hollywood film industry? No, this is America. This is a Hollywood movie industry formerly named after Hollywood land. You must mean Hollywood in Scotland. Scotland. That's where they make movie films over there. And this is why you are impossible to educate. I'm the best educational uh, subject in Britain. You won't listen to Hollywoodland. Hello, line two. You're on the wireless. Bother. Um, line one, you're on the wireless. Mm-hmm. 
done. <laughs> go, I'm done. I'm going home. I've got, be, I've got a builder coming at eight o'clock. And I'm not going to have a bathroom for the next two weeks. So, my suggestion to you, dear listener, get knotted. No, seriously, my suggestion to you, stay tuned. Um, Andre Walker's coming up next. I am going home. I'm going to bed. We will be back tonight at 10 o'clock. Don't you worry about a thing. Um, Kath, anything you want to say? Too late. This is Talk Radio. Wow. We are Talk Radio.